This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining me today. All right, another week with two episodes in your podcast feed here on All Have Another. And today I'm joined by my friend, Tommy Runs. Tommy is one of my co-hosts, one of the co-hosts on the Relay podcast, which I'm a part of. And we've had a lot of fun getting to be on the same team over on Relay. We're having so much fun on that podcast. Definitely go check it out. Uh, But Tommy was first on this podcast back in November of 2022 when he wrapped up his fall marathon tour. That's kind of when I first got to know Tommy and who he was. In that episode, we talk about how he got into running, his sobriety, what his goals are in running, all of that. And this time on the podcast, I've gotten to know him a little bit better over the past couple years, and we were able to dive much deeper into his history, not only with running, but also we go way back to his childhood. Tommy lost his dad to a stroke when he was just eight years old, and he is about to surpass, actually, I think he just did yesterday, um, the age his dad was when his dad passed away at 39. And so right now he is over in Japan. He is going to be completing the Osaka Marathon as well as the Tokyo Marathon this month, and then In April, he's going to go complete the Boston Marathon and turn around and do the London Marathon, which will put him in the position to have all six stars in the World Marathon Majors. But this trip becomes super meaningful to him because of the timing of it and this moment in his life, this like time stamp in his life that he has thought about for years and how it's coinciding with this trip. This is a long one. Y'all, we talk for two hours and we start with some random chit chat and head into the world tour around the 16 minute mark. And then we get into working with brands, sobriety, this world tour. And then he digs deep into what it took for him to clean up his life, get sober and how fatherhood plays a huge role in that, how it played a huge role in the beginning Tommy is passionate about growing running in the black community. We talk about ways that can happen, uh, run groups that are already out there that are helping with that. I could go on and on, but listen, the show notes, I have broke down the topics in there so that if you're like, oh, I want to fast forward to this or that, I don't want to listen to the full two hours, you can skip ahead to different parts. So that's at sandyboyproductions.com. That's where the show notes are. Uh, Just click on the all have another tab. And you can also sign up for our newsletter over there, my newsletter, so that these show notes once a week can be delivered to your inbox if you're interested. Um, All the books and everything we talk about at the end of the episode are also linked in the show notes. All right, I hope I did that Tommy intro justice. Oh, also, he is a 246 marathoner, so speedy guy with big goals as far as times go in the future as well. And this episode is supported by You Can. If you want to check out their Edge Energy Gels, their new Edge Energy Gels, so delicious, go to youcan.co slash another, and that'll get you four free samples. You just have to pay shipping. This is 75 plus minutes of energy, easy on the GI, no spikes, no crashes. Check it out. 
This is great timing too. I'm super excited to share that in Boston, Tommy and I are going to be doing a live event with You Can and Destination Marathons. That event is going to be on Saturday in Cambridge. So mark your calendars. It's going to be around 3 p.m. I don't have the exact time, but Saturday in Cambridge, Boston Marathon Weekend. That is April 13th, around 3 p.m. in Cambridge. We will give you more details soon. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, lindsayhine626, because I always announce events over there. The event is supported by Destination Marathons and you can. Destination Marathons provides an amazing experience for runners, hassle-free, worry-free weekends, where they can focus on having a great time Destination Marathons designs stress-free trips for runners so the guests can connect and achieve their best. They have a great group that comes out to Boston every year. Check out destination-marathons.com. I know they have a group going to London as well if you want to check that out. They do have guaranteed race entries for London, so you definitely want to check it out. Destination-marathons.com. All right, friends, please enjoy my conversation with my friend, Tommy. What were you doing? Why were you late? I mean, I was just trying to be get my like situation together. Burn, I burned some sage really quick just to make sure we we're good to go. <laughs> you know, get the. Do you get a little OCD before recording? <clears throat> no. I do. No, I don't no, know. Really? I don't even know what OCD means actually. Oh, so like here's an I know. example. I'm sorry. I I thought you knew me by now. I do. I mean, no, but I'm telling okay. you my, how it affects me. Okay. I like, like I was about to walk up the stairs and I was like, I better fix that blanket on the couch right now. Like I better make sure it's like hanging over the couch exactly how I want it. And so that takes me an extra 30 seconds. Mm. And then I'm like, Ooh, I see these shoes out of the corner of my mm. eye. So then I'm like, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, my, and so I do those things always right before I record. Yeah, I don't get that. I um actually just, when you were saying that, I just looked over at my couch and I wish I had that before. My couch looks like, looks like I slept there actually. It looks kind of strange. This is this is the same thing I do before I travel. It's it's a it's, whole situation. So that's why I'm always five minutes late because okay. the it flares up. Okay, well that's you know? what I'm gonna say for now on. When somebody says, "Hey, why are you late?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I got a little OCD. Wash some dishes really quick. You know, is is just keeping my house. Is Olipop good? It is so good. I've never and had it. No, don't they don't sponsor me yet. Yet, yet. Speaking um, into existence. Uh, Olipop. Well, I know. I actually thought about texting Kara and being like, hey, Olipop sponsoring your podcast yeah. now. Yeah. Who, who's the marketing person? Who do I contact? It's Ollie. Because I'm spending a lot of money it's on Ollie. it. It's Ollie. So Ollie's the contact. That, that's the name, Ollie at olipop.com. Yeah. I, I, I bet you if you tried it, I bet somebody would answer. Um, so listen, everybody. Tommy Runs is on the podcast today. We're going we're, we're gonna to flow into it Theo Vaughn style. Okay. If you haven't listened, watched, or listened or watched Theo Vaughn, um, I'm not saying that it's for everybody, but it is one of those things where, like, if you have, if you have a sense of humor and you like strange comedy, I think he's your guy. I like his interviews. I think he's very. I think he's the funny part is like he says a lot of random things that are comedian type energy, but I think he conducts really great interviews. Do you, would you say that, or do you think yeah, he's just he's funny? Just, do you? I think a little bit of both. Okay. Sometimes I can't tell if he's being serious or not. I think I can. Because most people, a lot of people okay, can't. You do. A, a lot of people don't know when I'm being serious or not. And I sometimes don't know when you're being and serious. And I have I find it hard to believe when somebody says, you know, like, when, when somebody starts, like, leaning into the fact that they're thinking I'm serious, it kind of throws me off. Like, wait, you thought I was serious there? Okay. You think I'm serious? Right. 
I'm really gullible though. So like I believe almost anything. Like you could tell me a very absurd thing and I would be like, oh really? Oh really? Did you listen to the Theo Vaughn though on the um, near death experiences? No. We talked about it in Orlando. No. The near death experiences one? Yeah. He talks to this doctor who like researches near death experiences. No, you're going to have to refresh my, my memory. Well, that's it. Oh. That's all you need to know. That's what it's about. It, and he, so it was funny because he tries to go a little deep, but then he's still Theo. So he's still like, so like what was, making like, what was like, what's one of the, what, like what happens near death experience? Like what were they saying that happens? Yeah. He was saying like a lot of the research and the people that they've talked to, they experience this like feeling of coming home. Oh, wait, wait. So not yeah. just near death, but like dying and coming back yeah yeah okay yeah i've I've never had that one this doctor that we look at us we really are being like theo von right now we're like looking things up on the pot we did you and i though don't have assistance looking things up for us no we don't what are you gonna are you gonna fix that i mean is somebody gonna hop on i mean somebody in the background gonna hop on and be like what are you looking for the doctor's Um, name yeah was he a real doctor or was he just like you know yeah, no, he is. Because you, know, doc- you know Dr. Dre is not an actual doctor. <laughs> um, I love Dr. Dre. I mean. Near-death experience expert Dr. Jeffrey Long. He's an oncologist. <coughs> he has a book called Evidence of the Afterlife, <coughs> the Science of Near-Death Experiences. Anyway, now listen. I almost just had a near-death experience. <clears throat> Trying to get some water <laughs> over here. Okay, Tommy. Hey. So my co my co host, I want to start this off by asking you: When we asked you to join Relay, like, what did you think? I was like, did you not want to do it? Did you want to do it? <coughs> you, uh, I was like, why didn't why wasn't I invited in the first round? You know, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, dang. Why weren't you? That you got to blame Matt on that. I do, that was, I Matt's do blame the Matt. one that came up with the I list. I do blame Matt. But let's let's yeah, like since we're already here, I mean, this is you know. This is my show today. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I'm like, why didn't he invite me the first time? Because Matt and I had a little. We, I forgot what the name of it was. We had a show. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And you did like a series yeah, with him. Yeah. And people loved me on it. And then I think that's what it was. He probably was just like, you know what? Tommy's getting too much attention in our duo pod. <laughs> I don't want to bring him onto the. You know, because I, I don't want to like outshine him and like Kafuzi and Peter. <laughs> you know, I could never outshine you. You know what, but. though? For all we knew, he did ask you because I didn't, when I joined Relay, I, I knew the list of people that were confirmed, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who else he'd already asked <clears throat> that had said no for sure. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't blame me. Well, no, no, I don't. I don't. I know. I know. <laughs> Matt's going to listen to this and be like, Oh, he's gonna yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt really, I felt really jaded, you know. And I felt like, you know, it was like one of those things where, like, have you seen uh, Ted Lasso? Um, okay. Yes. So it was one of those things. Of like, it was one. Of, I, I was, I was, my character was in that show, but I was the, I was the, the angry wife that owned the team. You know, my goal in relay, oh. in relay at first was to come into the show and like sabotage it. Like that's what, <laughs> that's why like all my jokes were in the beginning were, uh, I didn't think people were gonna like it. Like you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tank this show since since I couldn't he didn't want to invite me the first time. It's too bad you've ruined that because it's kind yeah. of doing really yeah, well. No, just, but then see, same thing as Ted Lasso. You know she 
she came around. So it is what it is. She did. She also like, did you have you seen it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I downloaded um, I downloaded Apple TV because that's what it's on, and it had a uh, a seven day free trial. So I tried to watch. You knocked it off. Tried to watch all three seasons in in seven days. It ended up being eight days, so I paid the one month extra, but. It's worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. There's some other HBO or no Apple TV. Never yeah, mind. I was seeing HBO. Yeah. I would say there's some other The Morning Show. I'm trying to think of other Apple TV shows that were yeah. okay. Yeah. Um. There's a. She kind of gets awkward though when she gets on stage and like sings at one point. So are you going to do that at our next live show? Well, I mean, maybe like I mean, awkward for her is singing. You know, awkward yeah. for me. I don't know what that what, what that'll be yet though. I mean, but she was good at it. I mean, it was awkward yeah. that she was good at it, but um, it was very uncomfortable. Know, I thought we'll have to figure out like what I'm good at that is kind of like a hidden thing. So we had our first live show too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was good. This is the Tommy show, but we'll just brief on that really yeah. quick. You think we'll do it more? Yeah. I mean, I think we should. I think it was great. I mean, I did great. I don't know about you guys, but um, <laughs> I think I did amazing. I really worked the crowd there for a bit. No, I I was uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. I was looking through those pictures that justin sent mm-hmm. us and um because i was i was sending some pictures off for you like looked so happy in um, all those pictures i i didn't like the angle i didn't like how i looked in those pictures there was a lot of things i didn't like but i just dealt with it um but there was one picture where we're all like when i made you guys all gather in yeah. the corner to like talk about what we're gonna do and it just looks like i'm like writing down on a pencil and paper like keeping you guys in order i thought that was. oh funny. no i gotta check that. i didn't see I, I saw them all but i don't remember that one i gotta check it out you gotta keep the guys in line yeah i mean that's really that's really a good idea i feel like so we're gonna talk about your world tour we're gonna talk about a lot mm-hmm. but i feel like we should also go ahead and talk about the fact that you and i are gonna do something together in boston with you yes you talk about it because you know more about it than i do <laughs> like you're like yeah um I'll do it. So yeah, if you're going to be in Boston, stay tuned though, because there's way more, de- so many more details to come. Like, I don't even want to. Like, we know I, nothing I don't even want to tell you all the stuff that's happening yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be doing something in Boston. I'm really excited for, like, excited for it and buy it. The cool part for me is like I'm going to Boston. It's not that cool, but like I'm kind of going like unattached to a brand at the moment. So like I kind of get to do what I want to do. Mm. Um. And not that like when I get invited to to a place by a brand, I don't want to do it. But this one's like someone says, hey, can you come by this place? I'll, I won't have any reason to say no, but maybe I do want a reason to say no. So I got to figure that out. But um, we're doing a show with you, Can, and is it is um, Destination Marathon too, right? Yes, Destination Marathons and you can. So I did a show with them last year, not with you, Can, with Destination Marathons. <clears throat> Um, we did a panel with Steph Bruce, Molly Huddle, and Wesley Courier, and it was really fun. It was really good. Um, Tommy and I, and you can, and Destination Marathons, we were waiting to see who made the Olympic team before we kind of started trying to figure out who we, was going to be mm-hmm. on the show with us. So that will be, I was trying to decide though, should we do two people or three people? You know what I mean? Uh, since, since we're yeah. like tag team in the interview or the, I mean, three, I think whatever, three is but. good, you know? So, I kind of think so too. Yeah, like so, I'm so I'm against having more than two kids, but I feel like, <laughs> but because I, I feel like it needs to be like one, you know, kind of even there, man to man defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like playing zone on a pot and on a mm. on an interview a panel is not it's not bad. Better. Yeah, 
three people isn't bad. So you're against my life then with yes. four kids. Yes. I feel like you made <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like you made a couple of bad decisions, you know. <laughs> no, the best the best bad decisions that could ever happen. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so what are you about to go do? Oh, after this I'm gonna go to my daughter's um she's got a bowling match today. So like they're supposed to be done yesterday. That's supposed to be the end of their bowling tournament. She's in high school. She's on the team. She's the captain. I love that, by the way, bowling. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, I mean, for you, for folks that are out there, like whose kids are, you know, playing multiple different sports, there's also bowling, especially for girls. There's a lot of money involved. I heard there was like a lot of scholarships involved. A lot of scholarships involved. Um, so we're trying to milk this one for the for, for as much as we can. You know, get her out there, do her thing. You know. Get to, is she scholarship level? Not yet. She's a she's a junior. Um, scholarship level is like it's. I guess it's kind of. It's not like basketball or like in the higher the the other sports where it's just like it's not like flooding with like scouts everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you really just have to like right. show up at the tournaments. You know, like you. So by her, her senior year, um, she really would have to like show up at the tournaments, like ready to go, bowling really well. And I already have an idea of like the couple of colleges she wants to go to. So she knows what that coach is looking for. Cause it isn't just like you're good. So we want you on a team. It's like, what is your, what average are you looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, what type of, you know what I mean? Like the, it's more, you, you don't call up the U of M like basketball coach and say like, what position are you looking for? It's like, you just play your position and it works out how it works out. Bowling's a little different yeah. where it's like, they may be like, Oh no, we really just need you to have 150 average. And, We'd love to have you on the team and put, you know, whatever. Um, but then other colleges, it's like, you know, you need a 190 or something like that. So um, we'll see where she, we'll see where she goes. We're going to do like a camp this summer or next summer, or this summer. So, yeah. Now it makes sense that you were bowling with your kids at like 9 p.m. the other day. Well, that doesn't make sense at all, period. Whether, That's late. That, I mean, it makes sense only from like a monetary standpoint because it was like. Oh, it's cheaper at a certain time. Yeah, it was like the, uh, it was like a $20 per person f- f- from 9 to 12. You know, and okay. bowling gets weird. Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be like, it'd be expensive, like per lane per hour and all this other stuff. It gets, it, it racks up for a few people. I, I took my kids the other day and I was like $60 to bowl. And yeah. then it was like, now all the bowling alleys have these like, you know, game areas mm-hmm. and they're begging me for game nah. tickets. And I'm like, the minimum ticket is $25 nah. a kid. You think I'm going to spend a hundred dollars for you to play games at a bowling alley right now? That's- it's crazy. That's like well, that's like the one bone I have to pick. Like the one that's near me. Um, that's actually her, my daughter's like home meet or home match or home like place. Um, it's it's like one of those ones with the arcade or whatever. And it's like if you go on the week weekend or whatever, it's fifty five dollars an hour for a lane. To for a lane. So for so lane. I guess if you so you pay for one so lane for, and then your shoes. She probably has her own shoes. Yeah yeah yeah. So like you know so we all have our own shoes. You know my son has his own shoes. You know. So it's like, if if it's like eight people, then I guess that may, that works out. But if it's just three of yeah. us and we bowl for two hours, it's one hundred and ten dollars like to start. But then they have this huge that's arcade crazy. thing, you know, that's like Dave and Buster's over there. I'm like, yeah. bro, it the reason that that being over there should be the reason why it's less expensive to bowl. Like I don't see why to bowl. That's right. You're making all this. I can see the money racking up from across the room. You know, all the lights and all that it looks like freaking mm-hmm. Vegas over there. And I'm paying, you know, that's why Vegas has buffets because they know that yeah. they're making a bunch of money on the next door. 
I thought I was like super smart last year. I did a birthday party for one of my kids. We went to this little restaurant that all the kids like to go to and then bowling. And I, I let them bring three friends. So there's four, four kids total because they didn't bring the brothers. I'm like, this is going to be a cheap birthday party. No. Because then it's a birthday party. So then you're like, yeah, I'll get you the tickets for the, the games and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's because n- I was like, um, I'm not going to be one of those people that spends hundreds of dollars on the like yeah. bouncy places. Well, this was pretty much. You might as well have. I mean, because it's it's, <laughs> might as well it's like, and you can't be like the chip, the cheap, you know, birthday parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I wish kids understood like the pain and agony like the parents go through like in that moment of spending too much money and they can't they got you got to do it with a smile. It's just like yeah sure, you know like. But then I struggle with like making them feel bad after the fact. Like I just spent this much money. Don't right, do that now. Right, you know right. what I mean? All of a sudden, I gotta you're just stop throwing it in their face. They, they're gonna have a yep. they're gonna have a messed up relationship with money, Lindsay. <laughs> um, okay, but when I asked you what you're doing now, I meant what are you doing with? I know. Running the world. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am going to be running f- four marathons, um, two, two sets of two back-to-back. So I'm going to be going to Osaka Marathon, and that is on the 25th of February. So that's like soon. That's yeah. soon, next week. And then, you don't have to say it like that, but it's soon. <laughs> uh, and then Tokyo seven days later. And then in... April, I'll be doing Boston on that Monday, and then I'll be doing London on that Sunday. That's wild. Yeah. So, okay, I guess the question is, like, why do you want to do so many marathons? I don't really. Like, I don't really. Okay, but, like, is your what's your PR now? Is it still 248? Two, yeah, two, no, 246, 59. 246. Yeah. Okay, 246.59. Like you're still chasing that. Yeah. Like you've said to me before, you you want to get closer to two thirty. So obvious thought is like, oh, why are you doing all these yeah. marathons? Then? You know? So it's like, so I think the two the two thirty thing for me is like one day I'd like to get there. You know, and I think yeah, um, I think the what what is happening now is like I'm get, getting the opportunities to do things, and I'm you know very excited to to have those opportunities that um, that I, like I'm getting offered um the way it worked out for these four was you know i was in i wasn't thinking about tokyo or osaka i know i needed tokyo to if i want six stars eventually but it wasn't like necessary like i didn't really have a way to get there really um and mizuno reached out to ask me to come to run osaka with them and like they had a bunch of people come from all over the world to run this marathon um, in the new shoes that they have coming out, the Wave Rebellion Pro 2. Um, and because I had done made, made content and raced a couple times in the Pro 1. So they invited me and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not that far from, from Tokyo. Wonder, I wonder when, oh, you're already I wonder over when there. Tokyo is. You know, like I didn't even know that they were that close. And then it's like, wow, it's only seven days apart, you know, so... I guess if I could, why why not, you know? And so I just, I'm going to be over there, so I might as well just stay longer if I can figure out a way to make it res- financially responsible for me to do so. And luckily I was able to, to I already had a connection with Weston Hotels, and okay. that's who I'm going to be running Tokyo with. They got a bib. I'm going to be staying at the Weston Tokyo, which is going to be great. They're going to, 
you know, have a group run and stuff like that. So it just worked out that way. Um, and then the next two was just like, if I could get the six star, you know, soon, why not just get it done and have some fun? And New Balance is going to be taking me to, uh, to London with them. So, um, and New, New Balance was great because we just came from Chicago. I mean, from New York with them, and they the the love was amazing. So that was cool. So. As for like the goals, though, the faster part of those, I mean, I, I'm aware that it's like eventually I'll just have to pick a, a race. And I did that for Boston last yeah. year where like I kind of I just didn't plan or try to do anything else. And I think I'll probably do something like that for like um, maybe Chicago or something like that. If I can get into Chicago this okay. year, I know it's already too late to like sign up not like normal people like th- that makes sense. You know, um, if if I can somehow get into Chicago, I think that I would just like I'd. I'd wouldn't mind training through the summer and then going for something in Chicago. Yeah. I've thought about Chicago too, actually. Yeah. I'm just too scared. And I feel like now with like the, with the recent events, so like, I don't know if they'll make a big deal out of Kiptum or not there. Um, mm. But, but yeah, I think, I wonder if that what they would do, um, you know, considering like he broke the world record there. Um, I wonder if they'll like make it. I mean, and it's Nike's race. So I wonder what they'll do. Something to honor. Yeah, him. yeah, I would assume so. I'm so sure. I think that that would be not that like I knew him like that, but I would think that would be cool to like say like you know I might as well go for it there. You know? Yeah, there'll be some inspiration. Yeah, because I think a lot of people probably like if you think about like Berlin, I think a lot of people obviously Berlin's probably an amazing place to go to, but I think a lot of people's desire to go there, other than the fact that it's a major, is that like a lot of the world records end up being broken there. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in, mm-hmm. so I think people's like, oh, that's you know what I mean. So. I wonder if yeah. if somebody comes back, what if somebody comes back to, to to Chicago or goes to Chicago and breaks that record again or something, you know? Then maybe Chica- maybe Chicago would be the new Berlin. It would be weird to think of like how that's celebrated too because there's mm-hmm. like a sadness to it yeah, almost too. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I wonder, I wonder like, but that would be cool. So like, yeah, I'm definitely, I know that running all these marathons doesn't, there's hardly <laughs> a chance to like, to go after really i mean i'd have to really I, i'd have to go after it in in osaka and then just have fun the rest of the three technically. yeah for sure um but be, have you thought about doing i was that? going to but then i got this like it thing going on um so it was so now i'm just gonna go and try to have like fun and if i could if i could sub three both of them that'd be great like i don't know if that's yeah i don't know what my leg is gonna do there but if i could i, w- I would definitely try for it you know um and then just come home mildly healthy and rest up for a couple of weeks and then get back training. <laughs> so you said with Mizuno, you were, were, were shifting to behind the running influencer, your series for Relay. Um, you said that you had put out some content for the Wave 1. Yeah. I'm so curious how you approach brands and your relationships with them because it sounds similar to like what Believe in the Run does. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have brand loyalties, right? Like you will work with all the different people. So when you put out that content for Mizuno, like the wave one content, mm-hmm. were you just doing that on your own without getting paid? And then it just kind of naturally turned into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really remember like how most of my rela- like the relationships with brand start because it's I'm a very um, like a sporadic type of person. Like if I have a thought, I'll just kind of move on it. And sometimes it just ends up with me, randomly getting a dm back for something you know um yeah totally. but uh so yeah so i'm definitely not um i'm like independent i guess in that sense where i'm not like an ambassador for any shoe brands 
I like it that way because it's like I've because I, I started off in this like content creation more on the like the shoe review side I guess I was mm-hmm. never I never like tried to dive too deep into like shoe review because I know like Believe in the Run does an amazing job Kafuzi does an amazing job and not that I couldn't do a great job at it as well but I like shoes I don't like you know I like if someone told me some of the things that I know about shoes to tell me that it's a good shoe, I probably still would be like, okay, I don't, that doesn't, you know, <laughs> I don't need that, you know? And since yeah. I don't like, that's not information that I necessarily need. It'd be nice to have, like, if you, if there's some follow-up questions, like most of my, re- like my reels, I don't say anything about the shoe directly. Um, mm-hmm. Or like, not, I, I like say, I may say I like the shoe for this reason or that reason, or I felt great. It was fast, blah, blah, but I don't like get into the, you know, the, uh, the you know, specifics of the shoe or like the specs. Um, but so if someone was to like reach out to me and say like, Hey, what is this? You know, what's this number, that number? Normally I'll be able to find it or already know. Um, but I just don't normally put that forward. But so that, that kind of like opened me up to like the concept of not working with just one brand because that's fun and cool. Like there's a lot of ambassadors that do really great work. And I think that if if you have a following that's like you have this huge following and a brand can come to you and say, Hey, um, we want you to be a brand ambassador and here's what we'll do for you. Um, I think that that, I think that that's a smart decision at that point where they can help you, you know, amplify your reach and hopefully provide part of that deal would be to provide more opportunities for you to continue what you're already doing. Um, but at the, at the time when I started all this, I didn't have enough followers for that to, to even be a, a concept. Mm. So everything for so long, it was just me making content based on the shoes that I got. And almost in return for the shoes was me just making my own content that showcased the shoe as opposed to like, if I'm not, if I'm not getting paid for a real, I'm going to try my best not to like to make a full commercial for the shoe. Not because right. like I'm above it, but I'm in the, I'm in the in like the the mindset of like I'm not I know that brands make you know brands have money you know um, and they have budgets for things and if if you're gonna be making content that is specifically going to translate to one two three four hundred pairs of shoes being sold then you should get paid for it totally um yeah so so but to answer your question like about the mizuno thing uh that was a little earlier those that first shoe was like a a year or so or more actually more than that ago so it's like i just i was i was in like the build phase of like you know i make a real the shoes looked really cool so it was more of like a i want to make shoes because these shoes are cool um so i did yeah and then they liked the they liked the the real and then maybe we talked i don't even know what happened now but just kind of built into like a, just let me know if you need anything and then one day just we've had so many different run-ins like at tre and just different places then next thing you know it's like hey um we're doing this thing next year we'd love for you to be part of it and so i said yeah well, also, if you just worked with one brand, like you would pigeonhole yourself yeah. so much, like there would be so many limiting factors yeah. with that. Yeah. Like, so if, 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 um, like, that's why I said, if it's, if you already have a very large platform, like one, one, a uh, big brand, uh, in 2021 asked me if I wanted to be an ambassador for them, like in person, they asked me too. 
So it was like really crazy because at the time, I think I only had maybe like 2,000 followers maybe or something like that. So it was like, for me, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what am I going to, what am I, who am I going to ambassador you for? You know, like, it's like. Yeah, what are the parameters? Or, are you just paying me in shoes? What's going yeah, on Yeah, like here? what's, and, and, and then, and even then, like, it wasn't even about money yet for me, really. It was like, you know, to grow is exposure and it was. And then to, just to be honest, I mean, to be like, to be clear, it's not about like, it's about money, obviously now, right. but it's not about it's money, job. you know, like I just, I just know that, I just know that I, I just know that we're, we're valuable, you know? Um, you can't work for free. I can. I mean, I can, you know, you can, but, but like you shouldn't. Yeah, right. So it's, you shouldn't. And, and then, and it's like, if, if, if you're getting invited to do something or asked to do something and, and you've made the choice, like, you know what? I know that I should be getting, I should get, be getting paid for this, but because of this situation, that situation, this thing, that person who asked me is very straightforward. We've done work before we've, I've been paid by this brand before and this instance they don't have it because of blah 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 and mm. and it's going to be an amazing thing for me that I want to do then sure i mean then have at it i'm not i'm not saying sure like as if i'm giving people any like you know i don't get to approve what you do or don't do but it's like i feel like just but just taking it on the concept of like we'll send you six pairs of shoes or whatever it is and just being happy with that i think at some point in your like your growth of as like a, as a content creator or an influencer or a shoe reviewer or not even shoe reviewers. Cause you shouldn't get paid. I think that's like another, th- another thing that's weird because oh, you can't yeah. like, you really shouldn't yeah. be getting like paid this much money to make a reel and then be a, an established shoe reviewer. You know, like if I get paid a to do a, a reel of a shoe, I'm going to say like, you know, if I hate the shoe, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I love the shoe. But I'm going to be like, oh, this the shoe feels like this. I'm going to try to make it sound good. But I'm not going to I'm not I, I'm not a established shoe reviewer either. You know, so like you you just won't see if you see Kafuzi do anything, you know, and I know him. So I know like he's a very credible person. Um, he's not getting paid by that brand if he's making it. He's doing a review. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. may he may get paid. I'm not counting any but someone may get paid to do an event or do a thing or do a something separate or create content around something totally different with the brand that's that's different than a shoe thing but all that to say i just i just yes in the beginning like i was just like hey you know i just want to have opportunity to make content get some clout you know make some fun stuff but then at some point it it became more of a like even if i don't necessarily need the money or if it's not even that much money to to get paid for something um i just don't want me of all people to be like yeah they'll do it for free and then someone else comes that like is trying to make a way as well that looks like me or comes or just has a tougher time getting to a point where they have this conversation with somebody they'd be like i don't want that person offering them nothing or like paying them in kind you know because i did and i have more followers than they do you know yeah so what do you like, what do you want this to be long-term? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I was trying to like, I, I was trying to write that down like t- not too long ago, but I don't know. I think, I think uh, long-term I'd love for, I just, I, I want to have, I'd like to grow the pl- my platform and my reach to get more and more comfortable being like who I am, um, like open, like openly, 
you know like i think if you like look at the content that i made like two years ago or a year ago even it's just gotten more to me it's gotten more me over time because i just started getting more comfortable and just in, in every time i try something that's like very like something like close to my heart about something um that's the content that that maybe doesn't get it might get some really great engagement but though that's the content that gets like responses like direct that make me feel good about what i'm doing mm -hmm. so i think in the long run i'd love to continue to grow the platform so i can move more freely and because i know brands care about followers like i don't necessarily need or want uh, i mean if i had a you know five five hundred thousand followers that'd be great i guess be yeah fine. but but i mean <laughs> but i i also would also rather twenty five thousand followers and mm -hmm. the ability to continue to create things that are from my from me you know to to yeah. like something that i helped create um so i just want to continue to build so i can have that i guess power to be able to create experiences and things that are that just aren't normally seen i guess because as more people come into the space that have different backgrounds and look different and think different about just this whole running industry in general, you'll see more events that like, oh, wow, that was a crazy event. That was a really cool event. Um, or that was a great idea. I wonder why nobody thought about that. And not to say that I'm a genius or anything like that, but I may have different ideas than somebody else that's been around the space forever that is seems to get an easier, um, it's easier for them to get a conversation with the, the right person at times. So I just want to continue to grow and do that at a higher level. What are the things that you like when you say like when you you didn't say speak from your heart, but <laughs> I want to speak from the heart. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. What are those things that like you feel that seem to resonate the most? Um, I think like, um, well, f I guess I could only um, I don't uh, I, I don't write or say things just like, okay, like this is going to be a good one or this is the trend <laughs> everyone's talking about, you know, you know, everyone's talking about this. So just talk about it. Like it's, if I just, I've gone through things that are, that a lot of people probably have gone through. And I just so happen to have a platform where I get to share it sometimes. And it, it's, it's strange because like running doesn't necessarily tie into like, some of the things that I end up writing in a caption, you know, like it's just how we feel. Like when we run, when we run, it doesn't have to be, we don't, we're not always happy like running and, you know, and we're not like on the run, like just smiling and waving at the neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Like howdy neighbor, you know? Hey, hey neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> um, so it's like, that's not necessarily what happens. So like a lot of times like I have thoughts and things and, and sometimes I, I feel something before I go on a run and I don't feel it after the run. So it's like that feeling was still real. Those thoughts were still real. So sometimes I'll just share, like if I was, if I'm sad about something or I'm feeling a certain thing, I don't, I'm not venting and I'm like, today sucked. You know what I mean? But it's like, I try mm -hmm. to dig a little deeper and like figure out like, why did today suck a little bit? And maybe it's because, you know, I'm thinking deeply about the past. And so I like, I share it, you know? So some of those things like that I share is like, I, about alcoholism and sobriety. Um, and I don't want to ever feel like I'm like beating that over somebody's head either. But, you know, the more I share about that in a, in a, a neutral way, um, mm. people seem to react to that well. Um, and then lately I'm more leaning towards like talking about 
um, like my dad and like the grief that comes with that and it trying to do it in a positive neutral and like up building uplifting way that is just me being real um because i think sometimes like transparency can be a little heavy um if you do it just in like a i'm not trying to dump like it's not a journal necessarily like i'm not trying to dump all my like you know darkest and saddest feelings on the on the internet but people just like sometimes people seem to like someone being real you know um but then on the flip side though i could make a real tomorrow that's fun you know yeah i totally get it i mean i i feel like if i post something that's like kind of like really been hard Mm -hmm. with my parenting and stuff like that like those are even i never want to come off as complaining because i'm so grateful for this life but like Mm -hmm. sometimes it is just really freaking hard and i want to share Without naming names of my kids, I just in like very specific details. I want to share like broadly how hard it's been. Yeah. That those are the moments when I get the most direct messages where people are like, "Thank God I'm not alone." Like, yeah. thank God. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of a it can kind of be a fine balance because you don't want to like constantly be like, "Woo is me," yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah. But you want to be real. Yeah, yeah it is it is a fine line. It's like that. It's like. Do you take that re- like the reward of the good engagement and go? Okay, this is it. Ne- <laughs> next reel, son number two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And then start then start like bringing them into the into the frame. So that, you know, it's like um, somebody just reached out to me today, like right before the call, and said that they have recently sober, heard my interview on the drop, and um, and you know, and said said a few different things about like how that affected and like it loves my content and stuff like that um that i could care less if the if i could care less if like a reel like that or an interview gets two views um and as long as if one of those views they like reach out and say something like that um so i think all of us have this thing where we're like we're we're all individuals in a way we all think about things differently we all have our own experiences and the 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 tendency just seems to be you know, it's the social media game. Like, and I play it too. Like, so I'm not trying to say I'm above it, but we have like this thing like, well, okay, that's working for them. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do exactly that. Or I'm mm. going to do that, but just put my spin to it. But even if that thing that they're doing that you see is working that you may even enjoy watching, isn't you. Like, I don't, I enjoy watching a lot of people do things on, on, the, on the internet that I could do. I think, but like, I, that's not me though. So, um, I think sometimes we have to trade like engagement for like authenticity. Um, and then just see, yeah, where, it gets, it's awkward. See where everything falls because I don't want to go viral for like something that I can't replicate. You know, I, I'd lo- one of these days I'd love to go viral for like, for like a reel that I posted that, like in black and white and like I, you know, cried writing the, the caption. I'd love to go viral mm-hmm. for that. Cause that would be something like, okay, I, I can do that again. You know what I mean? Like that's that was real for me, but I don't want to go viral for something that, that I like stepped out of myself to be able to do. You, you said you like never want to like, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're talking Pizza. about your sobriety? Like you, you never, you never want to like preach on it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. You don't do that. I was thinking about it though. Before this call, I was like, 
uh, Tommy probably just feels really good all the time. No, because he doesn't drink alcohol yeah. and he's a vegan. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, oh, like like body wise, like yeah, I normally feel really. Yeah, I, I just like good, yeah. I feel like I feel I normally feel really good actually. Like um, I don't. I, it's been so long since I've since I had like a hangover or whatever. I mean, like seven years, like a little like seven seven years in like a month. So it's it's the worst. It's, yeah, I remember it being pretty bad. But the the thing about my my situation was like I I'd I'd have hangovers, but not really because I was always drinking. So right, you know, it was more of it was more of a consistent thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never got too high, too low. I just stayed mm. just stayed drinking. You know, it was every day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah. So yeah, normally I feel pretty good. I normally feel pretty good. I feel like I got a little a little sniffle today though, and I don't like it. You better get rid of I that. I've been I've been taking all type of um. What's that stuff? Emergency. My mom. My mom is Emergency. so funny. She, she's like, she texted me like last week. She's like, hey, got an idea. We should be taking emergency because she's coming to Japan with me. She's like, we should be taking emergency. Uh-huh. She lives in Savannah. Ahead so, of time. So it's like, I'm like, yeah, good idea. The next day, like I got a delivery for like from Amazon. I opened it up. Aww. And it's a box of like emergency. And I text her. I was like, you are so crazy and awesome at the same time. She was like. You know, I love that. Yeah. But Look, I didn't start taking it until yesterday when I started feeling a little, you know. Wait, your mom lives in Savannah? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I figured she lived near no, you. No, no, she lives in Savannah. Yeah, she's been in Savannah for like maybe 10 plus years. So you guys will travel separately or will you meet in the United States and then fly over together? Um, well, when she came to Berlin, I was there a day before she got there. Um, New York, she just she pulled up. Like I just like <laughs> like I'll just like, hey, this person's coming. Give him a key to the room, you know. But this time, mm, I think she's right. flying here. To okay. then we'll then we'll fly out together, and then we'll catch the bullet train and all that. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a little mom son trip. But this trip is gonna be probably pretty deep for me. Um, yeah, talk about it. Oh lord, just roll right into. It. I was gonna try to like bounce around that for a second. We warmed up warmed for up. forty Sorry, minutes, guys. If you're still listening to this, get ready. No. um yeah, so like this, just to be honest, like this whole like, um, like month and a half really of this year, you know, just to be real, probably longer than that. Like it's, my dad passed away when he was thirty nine of a stroke. I was eight. Mm. I'm thirty nine now, um, and so like for a, you know just a for almost as long. I mean, I wouldn't say as soon as he died, I was like, all right, got to make it to thirty nine. You know. But I mean, as soon as I got to like teenage years or young teenage years, it was like it kind of started realizing how how young that is based on like other people. Like, wait a minute, thirty nine seems old now, but that's not even that old in comparison to like how my how grandpa is and whatever, you know. And then I just, to be honest, like for a very long time, um, uh, and I think I went down a very destruct. I went I went down a very destructive path for for quite a while. Um, and I think that's a lot of the drinking thing. Drinking has to do with it too, where I just didn't think, I mean, I was a hundred percent sure that I wouldn't make it to 39 for sure. Like not even like a, you know, wonder it was just like, no, probably just not going to happen. And I put myself in a lot of situations where, um, if very easily, you know, could have not, could have, I just wouldn't be here, you know? Um, like what? Um, like, you know, I started drinking at like 17 um, and then from 17 to 33, 32, 33 was just like a, 
just pretty much nonstop. And there's been so many, so many, I, I rolled a car twice drinking and driving. Wow. Um, like, but it rolled two times in the one moment and then landed on, on its tires. So I just opened the door and got out. Um, That's wild. The only reason why I know it, I wasn't counting like, okay, one, two, but it, the, the fire marshal somehow was behind me at one thirty in the morning. It was weird. But he was the one that like helped right away. Um, so did you go to jail? I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 I think I, so there's some angel guy somewhere who was like right there as well. And it was cold winter. So he's like, Hey, get in my car. So while we waited for the rest of the police to come, we took off and we ran away and I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so he, he was like, um, he's like, Oh, you, you smell like, you smell like alcohol. Um, take this gum, keep your words short. Um, and that's in so somehow I managed to like not go to jail that night. I, mean, I feel, I don't, that's I don't feel bad because I didn't hurt anybody. You know, it was no, one right, was, right, it was right. just me, you know? Um, yeah, so God, it wasn't yeah. like I like got away from like, you know, like anything. Like the only thing I hurt was the car in this big bank of snow. So it wasn't even like I hurt property. Yeah. So that's cool. And I think the statute of limitations is up on that. But, um, <laughs> but like in other times, like I, you know, I, at 21 or 20 probably um i chose to make a, i made a decision to like get as close as possible to like street life as i could and um and luckily and unluckily i got i managed to know people that were very into it and i got on board with that and was you know um just with with them and with like out there for a bit for like three years or so until like we had my, until my um, girlfriend got pregnant with our, with our daughter. And she, um, then we just, then my mom was like, she saw that I was trying to, to come out of that lifestyle. She, I mean, my mom didn't know, but she kind of, I mean, she knew I didn't have a job for three years. So I'm sure she's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna pray for him. You know, one of those things. Like you were selling drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she, so she just like, I was trying my best to like, stay, like get out of that. Cause like, I think if I had a son first, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have made that decision, but, um, Why is that? I don't know. It was like, I'm having a girl, like I can't have a girl in this house, you know? Cause I, at the time uh. I like lived with like two other guys and we were just like kind of young and, and you know, it was just a lot going on. Like, so if that place ever got, you know, something happened there, um, then it, she'd be in danger, you know, and then also my girlfriend too. So it's like, I can't, I got to do something different. And I do, wouldn't want, not a daughter, like I wouldn't want her to have to like grow up around this or see this or whatever. So I wanted to change. So I went, got a job and it was tough finding a job because it's like, you're a 20 two 23 year old you know black kid like with a big hole in his resume of like three years or two and a half years it's like that's kind of hard to explain and i try my best to do so but it's just you you just couldn't i just couldn't get a job that would 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 have been able to take care of us really so like i ended up having to go through people that we knew i ended up working at a church which was so strange like going from one what did you do i was uh like maintenance it was a really big church um here in the here in, in michigan 
So it was like they had like oh one of the mega yeah, churches. Yeah, definitely a mega church, you know, five thousand seater type vibe. Um, but it was wow. also the church that my mom went to at the, at the time, and and that's where I went. You know, as a, as a from like fourteen to like you know eighteen when I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with this thing. But so it was, um, so it was it was great though because it was like it was I was I got out of that almost you know, and it was it was a really tough time though because it was like I know. You know, I know what the end of like some of the some of those roads are. I just I've been in just it was too many situations where I could should have should have been caught, made like eye contact with police that like should have if they if they were doing their job they should have come towards me instead of going the other way or us instead of the other way, but they didn't you know for whatever reason and so many opportunities where like if I if, anything happened and we were caught or something. Um, I just, none of this, I, I would easily still be in jail or dead. No, 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 like no exaggeration about it, I guess. And so like I pursued this, this life and cause I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And I thought that's what like all signs of like a strong man did, you know, for me, you know, other than like my grandfather, obviously, but he was definitely a different generation where, it wasn't like a bunch of talking and like that. He was very, very, very supportive, like the best grandfather that you could ever probably ask for. Um, but as soon as I got a chance, I like I, I needed to go be like a man, you know. And mm-hmm. and I met some really good guys out there. Like I treated my daughter, um, like for a long time, exactly like this dude was like one of my good friends at the time who really kind of brought me into that. He's like ten years older than me. I treated my daughter like how he treated his daughter because I didn't know how to how to. I didn't know how to treat kids, you know. Um, this is one of the guys yeah, that yeah. when you were on the street, yeah, yeah. So like he was just like he was just such a good dad to his kids, you know, such yeah. a good guy, you know. And um, but just how he talked to his daughter is like I just found myself like, okay, well, how does a dad talk to a kid? And then I like had my kid in my hands. I'm like, well, I guess here we go. So like I just did all the stuff that he was doing, and so and that's why like sometimes it's like hard for me to hear people say like. I understand that like street life and drugs is is just terrible, you know, and it's dangerous. It's irresponsible, but to like to indict the people that are in it. I mean, yes, there's. It sounds like sounds kind of crazy to say, but yes, there's bad apples in every line of work in every situation, you know. Um, and so there are some very extreme people out there, you know, on that side. But then there's also so many like good souls and spirits that in good people that are just that's just what they know you know and it's it was yeah the it was almost not the best the best is a weird word but um it was just the the way for them to to go to to be able to provide and live a life of like some with some dignity for them you know um it's like what all they knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or the, or the all they knew, and then or all they saw to be successful. You know, like yeah, yeah. You know, like we see every like you know you see everything. You know, like you see that there's other people. You see that there's a Steve Jobs. You know, and a Bill Gates, and a you know all these other people. You know, but then you also in doctors and lawyers be like, I'm not going. You know, that didn't work out. So what do you who who who's doing well from from where I'm standing, like from, from how much, how many, how many years of school I did, who's doing well now, you know, basketball players, football players, drug dealers, you know, Mm. um, 
and it's it's fast life, I guess. But it's I, I will tell you firsthand, it's not easy. You know, for me, I you know my mom did an amazing job. You know, to to be a single mother of two, she was she just did so. She treated us. I mean, she just did so good. She did everything she could. She had us in the. She got us out of Detroit. You know, not de- Detroit is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But at the time, you know, it was it was less good than it is now. You know, it's just it was just a little different. There's still some spots that, you know, obviously are rougher than others. But that's like every single city in America. Um, totally. But for me and for us, it was she needed to make sure that we were far enough away so we saw other options. That's the that's the thing. You know, like yeah. Um, you know, because my grandparents both lived in Detroit still, so I spent a lot of time, you know, back and forth. But she did her best to try to like make sure that she did everything she could to keep us from making some of the decisions. That that's why she moved you. Yeah, that, like, that's literally why she moved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she we. I don't think I ever lived. I mean, I lived in Detroit a couple times, like a couple of different times, while while she was in transition or something like that. But I mean, it's like why? It's why would you? Why? It wasn't like Detroit's bad. It was just like I just want school systems a little better just outside of Detroit. I mean, just the whole thing. It wasn't like, you know, I don't know what her decision process was actually like, she probably could have afforded, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to grab this house here. That's much less and figure it out. But why would you not want the opportunity to have your kid like just a little farther away to be a little farther removed, to have different opportunities. So for me to get me out of it, well, my daughter was a big deal. Like, cause there's so many signs where I should have left and been gone. But the, my daughter, like her being born, was a big it was a big shake. And my mom, like, literally lived in Massachusetts at the time for work, and she's like, she saw me trying to not go back because mm-hmm. you know you see all the movies when somebody like one more time and then they end up like getting killed or like go to jail forever or something like that. So like I a couple of times like I would have to you know for money like I was like okay I'll just. One more, you know, one more thing. I'll do that. Sure, I'll help you with that or whatever. And every time I did it, I was just so terrified. Like, cause I wasn't scared before. Mm. You know, like I wasn't like, I wasn't like running around scared all day. It was just like, um, you know, it's just what I was doing. And then when it went, were you scared now because you had your daughter? Yeah, to but lose? or like I was just far enough for I was I I was actively trying to not end, you know. So I'm like, then now it's like okay, because before I didn't. I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to lose 39. So it was like, what, you know. You still thought that. At, at 21 or 22? Yeah, for sure. When you had yeah, your like I thought I, I thought that I wasn't, just, yeah, for sure. So um, for me, to answer your question though, for me it was, it was the fact that my mom and my, fam- and my family showed, had already shown me the other side mm-hmm. of life. Like my, my, my grandmother, mm-hmm. her, my mom's mom has, like a master's plus two, you know, like she put mm-hmm. herself through school with kids. Um, she would take them, you know, and have them sit in the back of class while she was working on her, on her, on her, um, her degrees. Um, she was big and she was worked for like D- Detroit public schools for a long time as an administrator and did all this stuff, you know, like, so I knew what to do, you know, I just, uh, for some reason, just like the, the glamor of like, doing it differently and being what I thought was a, you know, a man at that point in time um, was just more attractive to me. And so I went that way, but as soon as I had the opportunity or maybe got far enough away, that's another thing, I guess to, 
as I'm rambling here, removing, you know, like if you can, if you can remove yourself or be removed mm-hmm. for something for just long enough mm-hmm. and also have a couple of the right people around you, you know, to not make that feel like, oh, I just can't wait till I get back. It's like, oh, this is a new thing. So we moved from, from Detroit to this place called Newburyport, Massachusetts, which was like probably one of the wealthier cities, probably in Massachusetts, one of them. And so like, I went from Detroit to like super white and good money, you know, like, you know, so it was like a culture shock. And I started seeing like that life is done differently in certain places. Not everything looks like how I thought it looked. Success absolutely does not look like how I thought it would. Like at some point, if if you gave me, you made me a millionaire overnight, you'd be able to see it from a mile away, you know? And then you mm-hmm. go out to, you know, other places where people, you know, do things a little differently and you couldn't tell whether the dude paints, you know, you know, houses or owns 27 companies, you know, like you just couldn't tell. Um, so that was just, a, that was what I needed. I needed to just be kind of like had, be shaken a little bit by like my daughter's like, you know, birth. And then, um, cause I, I used to smoke cigarettes too. Like I stopped like smoking cigarettes like two weeks before she was born. Cause I didn't want to smoke around her. Mm. Like she just, I tell her like, like if she was here, you could ask, like I tell her that she saved my life, you know? Um, mm. because she did. Okay. Do yourself a favor, friends. Quick break here. And if you love yourself, you should go get a Lagoon Sleep Pillow because sleep is so important. There's nothing more important, especially as far as your recovery goes in running marathons and exercise. Nothing beats sleep. We know that. We know that, don't we? Uh, If you want to get optimal rest and recovery, go take a two-minute sleep quiz, lagoonsleep.com slash Lindsay, and get paired up with the best pillow that is perfectly matched for your needs. I'm a pillow snob now. I cannot go back. I cannot go back to any other pillow. Uh, they send you the fluff and you can fill it up as much or as little as you want. And you're, you're never going to go back once you try out these pillows. Um, you can actually get a pack of two, which I recommend because, well, I like to sleep with one behind my head and curl up next to one. But also if you have a partner, they're going to be really jealous if you buy yourself a pillow and they do not have a pillow that's as good as yours, right? Uh, so go to lagoonsleep.com slash Lindsay and use the code Lindsay for 15% off your first order. Lagoonsleep.com slash Lindsay, code Lindsay. All right, friends, back to the show. When you said you moved to like white spaces, what was that like? Like, how did you handle that? I mean, I think it was fine. I mean, I grew up in a, like in Southfield, Michigan at the time was fairly, it was a lot of black folks, but it was mixed as well. So it wasn't, it wasn't actually black and white. It was like black and Arabic and Chaldean and, um, mm. uh, couple, like in a couple other like races and then white people too. So I was, okay. it wasn't like culture shock to the point where it's like, you know, I've never been around white people before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's a real thing though. Like there's some, there's some yeah. folks that like just have never been around white people like some white people have never been around black people and it's like it seems crazy to think that that's a that could still be a thing but it really is and it's kind of um it is it's kind of wild but like so it was culture shock in the sense that like things are done differently than i than i expected Mm -hmm. and it allowed me and i was in and i ended up getting a job fairly within like three months 
because of a connection through my mom. And she's like, well, hey, my son, he's trying to do his thing. He's from blah, blah, blah. He's a good kid. You should get, you know, try to maybe just any position, something low or whatever. In this company that hired me, um, I like in 2007, three months into like this move, looked overlooked the whole three year gap thing. He's like, yeah, we'll just give it a shot or whatever. It's a low paying position, you know. And now I'm the vice president of the company. So, oh, that's the same yeah. company you're yeah, still yeah, with. Yeah. So, wow. But, so like that. So that whole being able to get a job, like it was like a job job. That was like my first office job you know i had other jobs before but it was like this is a potentially a career maybe but then i like moved through the through the company and got into sales and then got into this and then got into that and now i'm uh, one of the two vice presidents of the company so it's like that that opportunity to be involved in that community as opposed to like just checking in at a job like no offense to anybody that like punches in punches out but having being in it and being like, okay, this is like a possible career path and a different out that helped me position everything so much different. Like I didn't think I'd ever come back to Michigan actually. Um, but we ended up coming back and I was a much different person than when I left, you know? When did you come back? 2014 or 15. I can't remember now, but why did you come back? Uh, so all my wife's family was here. And my mom ended up moving to Savannah like 2014. So we were like there for like a year or so and literally by ourselves. Like we had friends and stuff like that, but there was no like family that we needed. In Massachusetts. Yeah, when we needed people, no like babysitters if we needed it really. Yeah. So it was just like um, we just – we really – you just need support. Like um, especially at the time, it's like, you know, it's – we're like the only – not the only black people, but not many, you know. So it's like we need – we need – we we. We just wanted our kids to know their cousins. I mean, they, you know, they have yeah. like seven cousins, you know, or more than that now. But so we wanted them to see like other, you know, see their see their aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa and all that and just other black people doing like good stuff too, you know. But to answer the so and so like to to get back to like the because you, you asked about the you know why this like last couple of months has been hard. But so it's like I I didn't think I'd make it to to this age. You know, and as I get, as I've gotten closer and closer to it, it just gets more and more like surreal and scary. You know, um, and I just never thought I I just wasn't I didn't think I'd be able to picture what this would be like. And part of me going sober in 2017 mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like to extend my life, you know. But I just knew I wasn't going around the. I just knew it wasn't going the right direction. You know, even though I had gotten away from the dangerous stuff, I was still drinking myself to death, you know? Um, yeah. And so, but in hindsight, you know, him passing so early definitely had a big role on like the fact that I got sober, had a desire to stay sober, then got into fitness and then got into running and then got into veganism or veganism and then running. This whole last, you know, six years has seems like it's really been seven years now has been like working towards like being a, a much different person than he than he was, even though I mean, he's a good, good man, obviously, or not obviously, but he was a good guy. But I, I'm in like a totally I'm in almost a polar opposite position of what I would assume he was because um, he died on February 19th. So. I've always had that number that that five date days. five days from now. Like so, like I've always had that that date very like 
ingrained in every year. February 19th is a tough year, a tough day for me. So um, it just turns out that, you know, Mizuno asked me to come to on this trip with them and I wasn't planning on doing anything, obviously. I mean, I wasn't, wasn't a, like, I got to find a date that matches this date. But so my birthday is five days after his. And so technically like on the 24th of this month, I'll be the same age as he was the day he passed away. And then the first day of me, like, being older than him, which I just never thought I'd be able to say, um, I'll be running a marathon like on the other side of the world, you know, and that just, to me, it just, it's just a, it's a big thing. Um, like part of me is like, I just want to get past the 19th, you know, and past the 24th. But another part is just like, I'm in, you know, things happen every day. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I've done everything I can do to, be here like for my kids too because it's about me and it's about like having been sad this whole time and and you know trying to figure out how to do this thing without like much um like i'm an example of what like my dad would have done it's all about me but then at the same time like i know for sure that i'm doing it for like my kids too because i know what me and my sister you know went through um you know, without them, you know, without like, mm. you know, like when somebody passes, a lot of times like you have, you can either have the sadness can come from like past, you know, um, like all the great things you've had in the past, and all the memories. And then with a little bit of like, you know, what we could have done, but then you're on the other side, if you don't have many memories up front, everything is what could have been, you know, and I was eight, so I don't really have much memory of anything about a much like maybe three four memories you know that are like i really remember like being there and you know seeing is seeing them you know um but everything for me has always been future so it's been there's no way for me to grasp like anything of him so um yeah i don't want my kids to have to go through that so a lot of my these decisions in last six seven years have been geared towards that you know for them that's like one of the things as a parent like you're like, when are my kids going to be to the age where, like, they're really going to remember me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if I were to die? Yeah, yeah, because people, yeah, like, for a long time, like, a long time, like, I, I don't know if I told her this, so I don't know if she listens to this or not, but, um, like, so a long time, like, I resented my sister, you know? Because um, mm, she remembered more? Yeah, she's older? yeah, she's seven years older than me, so she was 15. Oh, so it's like, that's a big yeah, difference. So she, she'll say stuff like, oh, your dad, like, I mean, everyone's, oh, your dad would have, he would have, they, you know, mm. oh, he would have said and this and that, and he didn't. I know that everyone's trying to help, like, you know, tie, have me help me tie some good things and maybe structure some principles around what maybe he would have said to me. But it just made me more bitter, like, you know, like, I don't know that, you know, like, yeah, because I, I can't even, I, I can't even, um, picture his face without a picture you know like all my pictures of all my memories of his face I I can I know what picture I'm thinking about you know you've obviously changed your life completely so it would be unlikely (laughs) that you would die right now (laughs) yeah especially Um, on a especially on a podcast that would be crazy wouldn't it yeah if you died right now I'd be really I might have to quit my podcast you think I was playing too for a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I delay calling nine one one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So people probably thought like this was gonna be like more a little different, 
Um, I would assume like, oh yeah, this is gonna time around this podcast is gonna be great. And they're like, oh my god, turn this thing off. It's a sub. No, but so it's. I knew it was gonna be everything yeah, yeah. though. But I, I was gonna ask you, what did I? Oh, oh, what was I gonna say about that? Like, it would be weird because you've turned your life, like you've turned things around. Yeah. You're you're taking very good care of your body, so it would be odd if you did die now but i had a thought after that no i can't remember yeah. but you were gonna say something so you go um no i just i i guess so remember you said like what i would want to do with my um with this going forward in the future you know and you said something kind of like you kind of said it random and i've said those exact words before that like you're not alone you know um mm -hmm. oh here we go again so oh my god so i think that one of the things that like, so I'll try to make this part quick for people listening. This is less of a soundbite and more of a ramble. But the first day that I went into the the AA meetings, um, I knew no one. No one looked like mm -hmm. me. It was totally like I walked in like this is not going to be it. There's no way anybody in this room understands what I'm thinking about alcohol and my life and sadness and depression and all that, right? And then they took their turns and they all did their share, you know, and every, each one told my story in some way, some, in some form mm -hmm. by just telling like mm -hmm. how one of them was just saying how he felt today. One of them was just saying like how he felt 10 years ago when he got sober and it had nothing to do with me. I didn't introduce myself and say what I was struggling with. They just all like that song, like that Lauren Hill song, like a Fuji's strumming my pain with his fingers, you know, oh, I <laughs> like, love that but song. like they literally went around the thing and would like, were without them knowing it, they were telling me that I wasn't alone, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew like, okay, that I'm supposed to be here, you know? Mm. And, and so whenever I like the more and more I remember that day and the reasons why I'm still alive because of those meetings, I believe, um, is, is that I need to always speak whatever is truth is true for me. Even if it's not fun, even if it isn't mm -hmm. um, going to make a brand pick up and call me right away and say, oh my God, I loved your reel. And it, you know, you look at the, look at the impressions and all that. Like if it doesn't do that, the point would be, so maybe someone watches it or listens to it or reads it and goes, you know, and just feels that same feeling like, damn, I'm not alone, you know? And that's what I, I'd love to continue to grow the platform and do all the little cool stuff, you know, and come up with random ideas that I pitch to brands and they take the idea. But somewhere in there, like I always want to have this thread of like, I'm going to be true. And hopefully that means other people see it and go like, I, this is where I belong. Like how does like Tommy from when he was 20, how does like, the kid who is Tommy now mm. out there somewhere see you though. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like how cool would it be for you to be able to be in front of him? Mm -hmm. Because right now people that are finding your account are probably like into running, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or like new to running. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, you want that kid that's doing what you were doing at 20 mm -hmm. to know you were doing that and see what you're doing now. Yeah. And so they see the other side of it. Yeah. How do you get in front of those people? Though? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I do know. I, I could. So, and I have like, a, I guess I have like a bias, like not against it, but I mean, there's just been so many people that, that go, that have been in front of me 
um, mm. and other people and just said like, hey, guys, blah, blah, I was where you are. Blah, blah blah you know do this do that yeah like how do you do and, it and yeah. and something and, and honestly i'm sure it works for people you know like people will remember like the one guy that stood in front of them at career day you know and told him what, what he told him you know but to me that just that doesn't feel authentic to me um right. yet maybe it will like in a year or six months or three months or whatever or maybe to, because you said it maybe in two weeks it's gonna feel like a a thing for me to do um but yeah. for right now like the running space is so um, so far away from who I was, you know. Like that's not, it's not right. even like a like if I play basketball, I think it would be different, you know. Like I could get a little closer because it makes more sense, you know. The running is so. Uh -huh. it, it, I think what I can do, what I'm, is just be continue to be me, and hopefully people that because of the way I say it and the way I talk and the music I pick mm -hmm. and the way that I look mm -hmm. or dress or whatever. Maybe more people um, that feel that, you know, go um, stay in the running space, you know, a little longer mm -hmm. and start creating their own content. And they are maybe they're the ones that are is close enough to that to like to be able to still say something to that person. Um, or maybe one day I am able to grow the platform to a, a point where in running in five years is much different. And it's like, it makes sense. You know, Tommy, please come to the school, you know. Um, I'm just not, that just isn't my calling yet. You know, I don't think, mm -hmm. and hopefully one day it is, but I just feel like right now, I, so a, a running store asked me actually to come do something. I said, sure. But I, was, I said, sure. Like I was terrified. They haven't called me yet on uh, it, but they said they wanted me to come. It? It's like a run, they have a run club and it's for like the, inner, the kids in their, in their local area. Um, and it's like a really rough part of the city. Um, I'm not afraid of the rough part, but I'm just afraid that I would I just don't want to be that guy that like comes and goes like. You want to say the right thing. Yeah. Like you want to. Yeah, I know what I I know what that's like. I know what hearing somebody talk to you that that you don't want to hear is like. You know, it just it. It's not. To me, I I'm not downing anybody because there's people do this every single day and they're like angels from heaven that that will go and talk to people that don't necessarily want to hear them. Um, that's just not me right now. Like I'm too fragile for that. You know, like I I can't mm. I can't I don't know if I could do it. But yeah, I think what I wished if I was 20, I wished that, I don't know if running would have been it, but I mean, it would have been cool if I started running then, but I wish that running was just, I wish more people around me ran, you know, I wish more people around yeah. us ran, period. You know, mm -hmm. like, and if that means if, if I have 15,000 followers and then like, you know, two thousand, like 3,000 of them are black folks, you know, hopefully that number grows and then like somebody 20 years old sees 10 of those people per week happen to run by their house, you know, jogging. Yeah. I think that that would be dope. So like more of these groups too, like that peace runners group, mm -hmm. what's his name? Jackie. Yeah. Do you guys have groups like that? Yeah. We or run like, do you yeah, run? We, we run three one three is a big group here. Um, That's a big yeah. Group. They, they started in 20 in 2019. Um, and I've, found them in 2019 too so it's like i okay. kind of caught them a few months after they really got going and by the time i got to them they already had like 150 people at a run you know um so we run 313 is huge here um they do really great work and um they're so good for the community and just seeing even from the beginning when i started then like because i wasn't making content then i mean i kind of was but not really um but just seeing more and more people that you see like now on instagram that are 
doing their thing in whatever whatever way that they um the way that they express themselves they're all we're all making content in some way shape or form um so we definitely have that and i think that those groups are super super needed because it's like a home base for so many people and then and then hopefully and then you know just like any group like you know like bridge runners in new york back in the day or whatever um that like how many groups are in new york now that probably started you know they were probably in that group at some point you know so they left and started because they were tired of driving 20 minutes to get there so they started a different group you know so um yeah that that's a really big group here and i think groups like that are super important to kind of grow just naturally grow the sport because brands can't do it like just pick hitting me up and going like let's make a reel together you know doesn't like Mm -hmm. grow black running you know what i mean it's just um does that bother you when you feel like a brand has that motive um some uh depends on how they do it you know um i've always been the i've you know like because i started making my start my i started really making content right around a little a little before but mainly right around like the um the black lives matter like resurgence um mm-hmm. so i was aware that me being looking like how i look was finally possibly a benefit you know like oh this mm. is actually a good thing you know um mm. and so i understood that and i understand it and sometimes people will say like you know i don't want you know don't just be checking a box you know but I think that all companies should have several boxes that is that they have to check, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we should just like act like we don't see it. You know, like that's like the same thing to me is like, I don't see color, you know, like I need you to see that. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that, that'd be great. You know, I think cause even people that are colorblind, like they still, they could see that I'm black, you know, it is, it just is what it is. But like, I think that like all companies should, should have boxes that they need to check and check them off uh with a marker like mean it you know and do it well and if you're gonna come to me or anybody if you're gonna come to anybody that's of any color or background or um whatever the other categories are if you're gonna come to a person because they are that and they they happily represent that then come to them with a thought of or an open mind or a blank piece of paper and say we like what you do and how you do it we respectfully like what you represent and we as a brand would like as a company or a group or a store would like to work with you and you and you help us get better at that mm-hmm. or we'd like to help you amplify your your story and reach like it's the same thing as like if i was going to go do like a brand thing where it was just like i was an ambassador for one shoe brand um obviously money would be important but then at the same time like you i'm i'd rather just keep doing what i'm doing now than have you like tie me up to to not be able Mm -hmm. to do what i want to do and do it in in a in a way that makes sense and don't come to me as like or anyone as this big brand with all these resources and then barely use them on the ambassador you know like right. do it right and come to that person and say we want to we want to help you amplify what you're already doing that's what i love about how you do this so much 
like you have showed me the way in that a little bit. Like you don't just like a brand doesn't come to you and just like tell you what they want. You either go to them and say, this is what I do. Or they come to you and say, okay. And then you say, okay, great. This is the kind of thing that I offer. This is who I am. Not like I'm going to mold to what you want me to be. Yeah. And I think that, I think that a lot of that came from, um, a lot of that came from not from having to do that, I guess, you know, like to having to network and in the sales background too, from like my, my day job, um, is to like try to make something happen. I mean, cause if, I guess if, if I, we, and it, you know, whoever waited until a brand, they just shine so bright that a brand would call and mm. have the perfect thought out thing for you in general. Um, that just like is everything you ever dreamed of is so rare, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm, so I just was in the, in the, like in the, where I'm going to network, I'm going to connect with you. Hello. Great. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. And I sent a lot of DMS in the beginning that probably, you know, sometimes like I'll end up talking to somebody that I DM'd a long time ago and then uh-huh. I'll see like, oh, I sent them that message, you know, and it looks like, it's like almost <laughs> embarrassing. Like, I wish I could delete this, but totally. but like, you know, it's, it, it came from just like me feeling like I had to, because no one's going to look, no one's going to look at, to in my thoughts, no one's going to look at a, a, a black runner that has 1500 followers um, from Detroit. That's not even a running city like that, you know? Um, especially at the time, it's definitely more of a running city now uh, because of those groups we mentioned before. But it's like um, you have to make the thing, especially if you have a decent idea. It's like, hey, why not? You know, like why not present it? And the more I grow, the more I've been able to kind of do that. Like, and I feel really honored to be able to be in a position where I can say, here's my thought for what you're trying to do. Um, some yeah. brands have like reached out to me and said directly, like we have, we have three options for you to want to do. And I didn't do either, either three of them. I didn't do any of mm. them because they all were very unlike me. And I said mm. like, I probably can't do this, um, any of these, but you came to me for a reason. So can I just do this? And they're like, oh, yeah, mm. okay, cool. Thank you. You know? I love that. I mean, cause it's, if, if it's not you and it, it could ruin not ruin your brand, so to speak, but if you it just feels icky, you don't though. want to put anything on like that's out there to people that because I don't know what people follow me for, you know. There's probably many different reasons, you know, and I don't want me to mess up one of them or multiple reasons in one reel because they could tell somebody could tell that I literally just did that because I got paid. Yeah, totally. Um, back to your dad, though. I'm just like really circling back here. Like, how do you talk to your kids about all this? Like, what you're facing right now, like, getting to the point where you're about to surpass his age, and then just, like, what you've overcome in the last nine years. Like, what do your kids know about all this, and how do you talk to them about it? Well, I mean, I haven't talked to them too much about, like, what's coming up. I wrote um, I wrote um, a caption uh, the other day um, about Osaka and the dates and stuff. And then I just had my daughter read it. Um, oh. I've never. What'd she say? Uh, she she cried. Um, oh. And I asked her why she's crying because then she's going to make me cry. But she just said she was just happy to have her dad, you know? And oh. um, and that was. It's, so I'm not. Um, I talk a lot, you know, like on, on like my podcast and other people's podcasts, but I'm not necessarily. I, I, don't, I don't do well with like um, direct conversation. 
and like expressing myself and like how I feel about certain things directly. So a lot of times, like my mom has like reached out to me before, especially when I started first started doing podcasts and said like, mm. I didn't know that you felt like that, you know, or she'll read mm. something and like say something like <laughs> you could have could tell me, you know. Um, mm. So a lot of times, like just so people have, that people know that like follow me or you, you're going to follow me eventually. Like a lot of the stuff I'm saying, like is literally just how I felt, you know, um, at the moment. And so, yeah, so I just had her read it because I, that, that's, that was my best way of telling her. Like she knows that she knows who my dad is. And I mean, I have a picture of him up in my house, right. You know, like she's very aware. Um, they're very aware of like what that meant to me to not have him around. And they know that, I'm trying my best to to stay healthy and be healthy and be a representation of health to them too, so that they make decisions well, you know, because you know, a lot of a lot of families deal with generational things. So it's not just, you know, it's not just like something bad happened to one person. Like a lot of times if you have someone, you know, in a family that dies of a heart attack or stroke at a mildly early age, oftentimes that like shows up later on as well, you know, because it's like family habits as opposed to maybe not necessarily genetics but like a family habit or a family like way of life you know um Mm -hmm. but generational generational, you know trauma generational habits you know that just are just prevalent like especially in the black community um but so they know that they know what this what what it means to me um i haven't talked to them too much about this the dates and stuff the way that they line up but they kind of know now but it's really heavy for me you know and um it just it's like I don't know like I've kind of thought I don't know what I'm gonna feel like in a in a few days you know um i it's just such a big deal to for me to like to be here you know and like I, th- I put up a story that didn't people probably didn't pick up on but it was just like I wrote across that my kids are playing tennis and I just wrote I'm so happy to be here mm-hmm. you know because you know it just he didn't see anything like this you know like he didn't get to see his you know, he just didn't get to see us inter. He saw us interact because she was fifteen and I was eight. But you know, he didn't see he didn't see me as as a teenager and us like growing up for real. You know, um, and it it sucked. So this, I wish that they could come, um, but I'm I'm kind of glad that my mom will be there because, you know, if anybody knows like you know what who I am or what I've gone through to end up being here right now is her. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the trip. I'm hoping that like i can kind of keep keep my shit together uh on like the 24th um and have a race that like that isn't going to be the fastest race and i don't really care you know um like the more and more i think is about tokyo it tokyo the 24th no the 24th is it the actual the day? 24th is, the 25th is osaka so the 24th is is a saturday you know it's the day before so it's the day before so the first day that i'll like Cause I'm, it seems dramatic, but like, I feel like the, the 25th is like my day. one. I mean, not my day one, but it's just like, it's, it's like a day that I just didn't think that I'd get to. So I just, I'm really looking like forward to yeah. it. You know, I'm really looking forward to like, and then doing something, not just like going on a walk in the park. Like I'm running 26.2 miles through Osaka. Like I didn't think I'd be going to these places, you know? Um, so I'm really, I'm just super happy about it. Looking forward to it. And I hope that like, I don't know what I, I'm really curious to see one day, like what 
my kids make of all this actually you know like yeah when they start making their own decisions for stuff you know do you see how i'm like in the sun Yeah, you are baking right now i've like tried to turn my computer so many times i'm like yeah yeah um this is different but as you talk i like you know when you like listen to someone's story like relate things in your head to like your Mm -hmm. own life a little Mm -hmm. bit and when you were talking about it being your day one like last year when I had my hysterectomy, I, I, that was like something that I had thought about for like 10 mm. years. And like once I finally did it, I was like, all these things are going to change about my life and how I view myself and how I feel and all these things. And like that was my then like day after or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the way you're talking about this in a very different way, like reminds me of that. Um, and then I was like, I'm the same mm-hmm. person. Like I'm still here. Like I haven't changed all that much. Mm-hmm. I have changed. Like I've overcome a lot, but like I'm still me. And so I'm just curious, like what that I'm still me will feel like to you in this like very monumental moment that you've been anticipating since you were, yeah. whenever you realized it, yeah. like he was eight when you died, you were eight when he died. But like at what age were you like, Oh yeah, there's this like, pinnacle moment here um I, mean, I guess i don't know what age it was i mean it was pr- definitely teenage type i think yeah I, I, yeah so it's probably been like you know teenage thing you know teenage years whatever i don't know what i'll be like i think um i imagine like in fairy tale world or land that the 25th the first day i think i'm hoping to have a sense of uh, like relief a bit um I mean, because to be honest, like, mm-hmm. just I've been, mm-hmm. like, so, like, I, I go to therapy and stuff, and um, and that's always helped, like, especially when, like, it's a time of, like, you know, you need to talk, you know? But I feel like, I mean, I've always had this underlying, like, no matter what, like, no matter, like, how happy or whatever, jolly and stuff like that I've been or whatever, I've always had this, like, underlying, like, sadness, you know, and, like, like dark feeling you know and you know just give me the play the right movie i will cry you know like and not even like oh that's so sad that the dog died you know but like everything's tied to this to this moment you know um so i'm just hope that like i can wake up that morning and like literally just be fully grateful for like having and i'd like to leave some like some of this behind not not his memory and not to, mm-hmm. but just leave the part where it's like you know just leave that because i know he'd want me to be happy now i get that but i feel like i'd like to go into this next phase with just like okay now you just have to just live you know and continue to do what i'm doing you know nothing changes in that side of things but just maybe look at it a bit different because it's not like looming over my head anymore you know yeah it's like a it's like a weight lifting yeah i would i would yeah i mean i'm hoping so because that'd be great um yeah that would be great great if you could just take this off my back that'd be awesome (laughs) but you know and then and then the reason like i wanted to like share it for sure like share this part is just because like I just know there's there's so many people like with grief like when uh Kara uh, Goucher in her book talked about grief a lot and like you know what she went through and I in it it's totally different situation kind of but not really um yeah and but it's just the vulnerability to share about like stuff that you're dealing with and I mean the the crazy thing I mean we're all human you know and 
So we, we've almost all felt the same parts of something in some way, you know, whether it's as like little as like, not little, but as like losing a goldfish, you know, to like <laughs> losing a parent or a friend or a sibling or something, you know, a spouse. We've all had like trauma and like in, in pain that, that we don't talk about unless it's tied to like having to discuss depression or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to share like as much as possible and not feel like I'm bringing people down. But there's so many people that are just like, like kind of hurting low key. That's just like, I'm not in the part of it was like my whole life was like, I'm judging myself for, for being in pain. You know, like I'm not supposed to, Yeah. I'm, I'm like at 17, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be sad anymore. He's nine years ago. At 32, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this way anymore. My math is terrible. I'm not about to do that. Um, it's 24 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It took me a second to figure out what the math was on that. <laughs> but, you know, like, and, and, and I heard, um, I forgot what his name was. Oh, um, it wasn't, I can't remember the actor now, but he said he, he lost his brother. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. He said that when he lost his brother, he he had to come to a realization after all these years that that pain isn't going to go away and it's the, and that's okay and I want to feel that yeah. pain and it's just going to yeah. be there because that's that's what it means to me and that's who who I am now and that's fine and I love it and until we talk about it more often and talk about it openly about the things we're going through you can't embrace it if you're just like hiding it and not talking about it and judging it every time you feel it you know so if i got to like go do tommy sads for like a week you know and just talk about what things i'm going through then i will and hopefully somebody else goes like you know what like i feel that same way too about a lot of things and maybe that's okay you know and maybe be an example of like transparency mixed with like the action of like trying to make things better for yourself. I mean, you're right. And that's, I mean, that's why I brought up the hysterectomy. It's like we, cause when you talk about something, whatever the grief mm-hmm. is, like we automatically internalize like what our grief is, like what, what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And so it does make people feel less alone when you're talking about it. Cause they automatically like, Oh, what about my story yeah. resonates with that? Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. So I mean, so like, I, I I do hope that sometimes like I'm not like bringing people down or whatever like that. Because and if and I guess if it's like, I guess we all have certain content we see and we don't want to see. You know, just like kind of keep just so just scroll past it if you don't want to see that. I mean, yeah, yeah I do that sometimes because things trigger yeah. me and I'm like, I can't, I can't ingest yeah. that. And right I now. and and I, and I try to always write it in a sense where it's like it's slightly more uplifting than not just like all sad it's like what i took from this moment and what i'm trying to do you know what i mean like i try to make it actionable as well for myself and maybe someone else can can jump on that too but um yeah so i I, you know what you said though you said like about the depression and stuff like the alcohol and everything like that numbs out the depression Mm -hmm. that numbs out the anxiety and i think you know maybe a lot of us aren't like in a super serious situation with alcohol, but I think a heck of a lot of us are numbing with alcohol, yeah. even if it's like minor depression, little anxiety here and there. It's like numb, numb, yeah. numb. Yeah. I th- and then you wake up feeling anxious though. Like Ken- Kendrick Lamar said in a song that um, 
you don't you don't know grief until you feel it sober you know mm, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 much more like you you know you really feel it more and you can really like you really sit with it more um and it's scary you know because i think that part of me like getting sober was scary like thinking about number one who am i going to be without this alcohol but then also mm-hmm. think underlying in there was like now i gotta like actually like think about this stuff and like deal with it and not just like get tipsy and just push it to the back you know um mm-hmm. but it's 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 really freeing though like in a sense of like because I, I you just start to the, every time you go through something new like in the first year of sobriety like it in the first couple of years actually you have all these firsts you know this is the first time i did this sober the first time i had this happen sober the first time i had a birthday first trip first that first that um and you start realizing like, oh, this isn't so bad, you know, like, cause I can really like be in, I can really like be in the moment, you know, I can really, I can start to understand, you know, like how I'm actually processing it. Cause I am processing it finally, you know, and like you said, and everybody's has like a big issue with alcohol and for people that are like, do I drink too much or do I have a problem is I just feel like you have to take a minute maybe take some time away from if you're asking yourself that question i feel like you should take mm. a little take a little bit of time away from it if you can't do that then maybe you might have a problem but if you can then once you're getting away from it far enough then start asking yourself questions like okay like why do i have those three drinks every weekend or why mm. do i do that like and if the why is the first why is like oh because people came over but then it's like, but why do I have to do that? Oh, because, uh, and if it gets to like this point where it's like, oh, this is why I do it. And if you don't like that answer, then yeah, maybe you should not do it or try to not do it. But if, you, if you're okay with the reason, you're, with your whys, your many whys, then it is what it is. Because I don't think alcohol is, you know, bad. You know, it's not healthy, but I don't think it's like, I'm not looking down on people that drink at all. Like, I'll pour you a drink if you're, if I, you know, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> Oh, that's a hard topic. I know I use it to numb. I hate it. I hate that I do that too. And I do it. I did it last night. I numbed out a little bit with some alcohol. Um, and my dad is an alcoholic. He's 64. And I, when you were talking about how like you don't know what it feels like until you feel it sober, I'm like, has he ever felt any of it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I don't think he has. I don't think he ha- I don't think I think there's so much unaddressed because of that right there and that's really sad. Yeah. I mean, it it's like and it's sad for it's sad for like everybody around, you know. Um but it's like having been there too. Is it to me, for me like being in like the whatever my lowest points were in alcohol, it's some really like sad like dark stuff you know it's it's a and it's scary you know and it's like well then if you wanted to like there's certain people certain you where you there is no stop there is no yeah there's no way out of that you know unless you Mm -hmm. decide that you want to like you really like you have to really like down in your soul like you have to that's why a lot of times like people say like you people don't get sober or make big changes until like they hit rock bottom and rock bottom for everybody's mm-hmm. different you know um some people's rock bottoms is really scary some people's rock bottom is just a little like little jump scare you know 
Um, mm. But if you get to that point, those are those moments where you can go like, okay, you know, let me ask myself some questions here. And if you move fast enough, um, then maybe you can um, get the help like needed and start accepting some things that you were not accepting right now. And I think that that's why like thinking about that, I think that's why some of the, I move the way I do sometimes. I can just, if I think I have an idea and I just move on it really quickly because mm. it's kind of like how I treated my sobriety in the beginning. Like, I let the snow, the the I let like the snowball like keep rolling and and quickly. And next thing, like, I talked to my mom. I told her the truth, and then because she asked me how I was doing, I said not good. And then she refer, she suggested something. I called this called that thing. They asked me seventeen questions, whatever it was. It was like employee assistance program. They asked me questions. I told them all the truth. Scary to mm. tell the truth when you're like when you're tipsy in the moment you know and then went to the psychiatrist that they referred or a therapist that they referred and told her the truth and then she referred me to a meeting and within like a week from me telling my mom the truth to a week or so later i was in my at my first AA meeting when those people reminded me that i wasn't alone you know so sometimes you just got to move quickly i don't know why i told that story do like you that. still go to meetings i don't and i should um really yeah i mean well you think you should? well I, th I think meetings like people look at meetings like oh do you still have to go um sure it's more so at some point it's free it's very free it's always for you. you you never get sober or do anything life-changing like that for anybody else you can't because it's, mm -hmm. it's unsustainable you just can't it has to be for you 100 mm -hmm. percent. that's why like somebody asked me the order of things that are important to me sobriety comes before my kids mm. um Every single time. There's no, and I'll tell them that there's no moment where sobriety comes after anything. Um, but you have to do it. You have to, what did you ask me? I got serious right there about sobriety. Do, do you like, do you think you need? Oh, to? so like, Wait, I said, yeah, you did. So you still have to go to the class. Like, do you think I need to? So I mean, the, the classes. You said you don't yeah, go. Yeah, don't go. But the class. And I said, why? You said you should. And I said, why should? Yeah, well, they're not even classes. They're just like meetings where, like, people, it's the people yeah. like you meet up. And there's people in there that have yeah. like 20 something, 30 years of sobriety. And they're there every day, you know? Because there's meetings everywhere. Wow. There's meetings every day, everywhere in the world. You know, you there's no place you can go that won't have a meeting within the next day or so, probably, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I th people, I think number one, I should go for me just to, just to always, be in that great grateful gratitude feeling for my sobriety because i could go a whole month without even thinking about my sobriety which you know i i, I root the benefits of being sober but i it's at sometimes it's like i take it for granted the fact that i that i mm -hmm. don't have that because some people can't do what i'm doing right now which is not go because they need to go right um right i've been able and i don't have urges and things um and some people do 10 years in um, but so I think I need to go for me for my, cause it, it helped me get to the point where I was even therapy, therapyable, you know, like mm -hmm. it opened up the, the, it just reminds you of so many different things. Like the 12 steps, there's only one of them that say alcohol in them. The rest of them are just work, personal work. Um, you know, and if you take the step two through 12, um, just look them up. If you legit went through all from two to 12 and went through every single one of them and literally did the step, really worked all the way through, 
you will be a changed person at the end of it, no matter what. There's no, there's, you, there's no way that you could do relationship with alcohol. There's, there's no way that you can get from two to 12 with, and do that work without being a different, in, in my opinion, much better person. You just, there's just not a chance. What's step one? Step one is admitting that you have no, you're powerless over alcohol. So oh, like, okay. that's the point where it's like, cause we all think we can stop at any time. You heard the, oh, I can quit at any time. And once you realize like you have, once you admit and that you have zero power, whether you drink right now or not, or today or not, or next week or not, then you can start, then you let go of that, that fake thing that we, that we had, which is like, I'm fine. You know, like I just drink mm-hmm. because of, I had a bad day. I had a good day. I had a, this day, I had a social day. I made a sale. I made, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody died, somebody lived, you know, we have all these excuses, mm-hmm. but it's like, why do you, do you, can you really control it? Like if nothing happened today at all, would you drink? Yeah, probably. So I should go and um, I think I should go. And also I could be maybe helpful for other people though, because a lot of, a lot of sobriety in that walk is, is service. And I'm not doing yeah, that. You yeah. know? And, and I think that you're not mentoring someone or mentoring or just even or, being of service, just in the meeting by sharing, by sure. sharing my, my thought. And it's not, what's it called? Oh, a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor, a sponsor. Yeah. Do you have a sponsor? I had two. I don't have them anymore. Um, okay. But it was like, you know, I think that like me, I, I feel bad for me for not going, but then I also feel bad because the people that, if everybody thought like me, you know, um, and just stopped going because they were good. Some of the people that right. left that said a lot of crazy things to me that were just like set, that so spot on in the moment, um, they wouldn't have been there, you know. And I, you know, so now I got now I'm gonna probably end up going. Oh, great! Now I'm guilt tripping you into going to. No, meeting. not guilt tripping. It's just like it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, do you say the serenity prayer? Um, I don't say it every day, but I do when. Um, I do often. Um, and like I have this on this, this arm, I have um, serenity, cur- oh, serenity, that- courage, wisdom. So that's like okay. the main, like, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, yep. courage, change things I can, the wisdom, so the difference. And I think yep. that like the serenity prayer, like it's, it's very sobriety based. But if you just say the serenity prayer and like actually look at what each part means, it's like every day. Like if you could just have the courage to change the things you can um, and the wisdom to know the difference, like all like the sadness and depression and obviously not clinical, but like a lot of the things we deal with, um, if we had the wisdom and like clarity to realize that we were trying to change something that we cannot, then we'd be happier. Like the whole control, which you can control, like that's mm-hmm. it. That's all you got. There is nothing else. That's why you don't get sober for anybody else. That's why you don't do any big changes for anybody else because you can't control what they're, whether they're going to respond to your change well or not. You can go get sober tomorrow and you think that it's going to save your your sister's going to talk to you again. And what if she doesn't, you know? Mm. Then what do you – then wh- why are you sober still? Like are you going to stay that way or, you know, yeah. it has to be for you because all you can control is you. You know, I could call you out your name like right now on your podcast and you have 20,000 choices, you know, and they're all your choices, you know, to how to respond to me. Yeah. I can't make you upset. Yeah. No, that's so good. I, I try so hard to think that through when I, I get a lot of like health related anxieties and I try to think about that exact like mm. 
control what you can control. You can't control the things you can't yeah. control. Um, and if I could just, I was just talking to my neighbor about that on a walk yesterday. I'm like, if I could just wrap my head around that and really believe that mm. it would like really free me, but I, it's free I'm like for sure. Kind of chained to it. Um, I used to work for back of my feet and, um, uh, do you know what back mm-hmm. of my feet is? So it's a nonprofit that helps people that are walking through homelessness. Like it's a running program and you meet them awesome. in the mornings at five 30 and you go for runs and, um, I worked there for about three years before I had Marshall and, um, we started every single run with the serenity prayer. Um, and that was kind of like my first peek yeah. into that world. And I think to like the whole, I think sometimes, um, like it is what it is and control what you can control to me are like pretty, they're like the same thing. And I think some people take it as just like. Um, like shrug your shoulders like it is what it is or I can't control that I can't control that or whatever um but it's more of the you know it's in every moment like you can do something you know yeah it's not about giving it up or just well it, it, that's what it is and you you can be you know what can you do and then um there's sometimes there's only a couple things you can do and then sometimes there's a hundred things you can do and then it's it's on you to start doing those like to do one of those things and like if you're fighting battling with like something that's like you know like a grave you know disease or something or whatever you know sometimes all you can do in that moment is like spend time with your family and like smile and 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 watch a movie or, or you know whatever and you know what I mean? Like it's not what can you do to solve this thing that you're that's like looming, yeah. but what can you do? Um, and if it all boils down to like all I can do right now is is read a book, then just read the book, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but there's other moments when you ask the right question, then there's like the answers you could actually do something about this. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know. How do we wrap it? I don't know. I don't know. I've been wondering that for like the last hour. Like, well, how are we going to wrap this? And I was um, just trying to. I was just trying to rich roll you. I know it's your dream to be on his podcast. So I was just trying to. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to go as deep as old old rich. Old rich, yeah. No, we would we, we like you know, see like that's the thing. Like if you if you if we're sitting at a table, you know, that's it's the mm. table. It's not even the. It's not. It's not rich. It's the table. It's the table. It's the table. So next time well, next. Like- Next one I'm not do. rich like rich. I'm not rich like rich. I can't fly everybody out. No, no, no. What you do is <laughs> what you do is you get a table and then you back way up. Oh. Okay. And then so okay. like the camera the cameras, all I see is this table. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So like so all of a sudden I feel like I'm I'm on Rich's show. Do but I have to mail you a table though? You know how like some no, podcasters just, mail their guests microphones? Do they? Oh yeah. The the big the, ones the do. Big yeah. Ones. Okay. Yes, because they, 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 they want the sound to be just like this. Yeah. NPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, and the ones that really make it, they fly all their guests out. Or if it's that big of a show, yeah. they don't have to fly you out. If Rich Roll's like, you have to come to me, you're like, I'll make it happen. I'm going to borrow money for my dog to go, you know? Yeah, like, like I'll get there. I, I'll get, I'm assuming he flies his guests out, don't you I don't think? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I bet some people they do, you know, but then maybe some people are – He's also in LA, right? So like, or in the LA area. So it's like a hot spot. Who's in town right now? Yeah. Oh, I hear you're going to be here. You might as well come on. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think, I think some people, they probably like, we really want you on the show. We'll we'll fly you out. But some other people would be like, do you want to be on the show? Yep. And they'll ask any questions. And then they come on. Book tour. Yes, I'll be there. Book tour. Book tour. I'll be there. 
Because I think about that with like armchair expert. I'm like, oh, but they live in LA, so it's like they have all these mm-hmm. famous people on that live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like who what who would who would need to fly out, right? But um yeah, so like I think I think one of the reasons why I wanted to be on a show, like eventually, is to do like is to be able to talk and I mean, because a lot of times it's like um I had somebody on my podcast recently, uh yesterday, that like I ended up, we ended up talking about stuff that wasn't necessarily like you get Tommy runs on the show and it's like, oh, let's talk about, you know, these things, which is great. Cause like, I'm really should be like, hey, I'm going on this tour, follow me, blah, blah, blah. This is things. And you could do anything and hype you up <laughs> and all this other stuff. But sometimes it's like you just gotta, I guess, kick it a bit and risk, you know, maybe people that don't want to listen to a two hour pod go, I'm out of here at 45 minutes. And that is what it is. But somebody that listened to the part that they needed to and, take something away from it that's all i can ask for you know all right well let's i think we should wrap with into podcast questions for Mm. those listening if you listen to my first episode with tommy it was like over a year ago it was it was it was it was uh it was um after chicago it came out november 23rd 2022 how do you know that you just you you looked it up um it was kind of sucked though because i ran out of time because I had to go mm. pick up my kid and like and now we didn't run out of time. I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that though. Like I should have I said gave I'd it never, more time. I'll, I said I'm like I'll never talk to this lady again. And then here we are. No, it's different now though because we know each other now. Like we yeah. didn't know each other then. And now we've like been able to work together with relay and um that's been really fun. And so it's yeah. kind of a different conversation when you actually know the person. Yeah, and then you knew that I th- you knew that I was in a spot right now where I wanted to like ramble about um, I was ready t- for I'll it. I just say talk. I shouldn't say ramble because that's like self-deprecating, but like talk about things that matter to me, even if it I haven't fully formed like the what I think about certain things. But yeah, um, I have a question. Oh, I know you're gonna ask what? me end of in a podcast question. Yeah, it's ask not me even a question. question. To- I like to talk about myself. too. Oh, how about this? I do have two things. One's a question for you. One's a que- one's like a request from your audience. Okay, sure. Is that cool? So whoever's still listening, um, <laughs> first one is why I'll have another. You don't know that. No, I don't. Not I don't know why. Um, I'll have another. I was, when I started my show, I was pregnant with my third baby. So I'll have mm. another baby. <laughs> um, it was just like, I'll have another. Like, I'll, I'll have another glass of wine. I'll have another mm. marathon. I'll have another mile. I was just like, okay. whatever you want another of, I'll have another. And I, mm. when I started the show... I did not think it was going to be running, so running focused. Mm-hmm. Like, I lit. Okay, I, I'll long story short. I listened to this podcast called The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, which loved her style. I loved mm-hmm. what she did, how she talked, and I just wanted a show similar. But like, I would talk about running and motherhood and things like that, and I had no structure that I I didn't know. But then, like Sarah Hall came on and a couple other pros, and I was like, oh. Well, people really like the running stuff, so it just kind of turned into running. So I'll have another wasn't necessarily about running, but it turned into a running podcast. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, cool. Just like, yeah, I wanted it to be like super casual and then and then it got super in that lane. And you kind of have to mm-hmm. like there's this like balance right of being true to yourself and recording what you want to record and having conversations you want to have but also like staying in the lane that your audience desires 
mm-hmm. um, which is why I did I put most of my parenting stuff in the other podcast. But like, you'll never please everybody, right? Like, there are certainly people that listen that are like, she talks about her kids too much, you know, or like mm-hmm. she doesn't know enough about track and field or marathons. But mm-hmm. it's like, just try to be true to yourself and do what you enjoy, and hopefully, the audience that is supposed to stick around will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I agree with that because like, I feel like for my show, um, I feel like I could do when I, if I'm thinking about it wrong or right, I guess I think I feel like I could do better with the show. Yeah. Um, but then I have a hard time, like always, you know, just talking to the people that I should talk to, you know, and then asking them all the questions that I, that this one runner, not, you know, wants to hear the answer to that question, you know? Yeah. And so I've been trying to get away from that and just have different conversations with folks. Um, and if that means it's just, you know, not everybody's cup of not tea, for then you. it is what it is. Cause it doesn't cost me anything to do the, to do the pod. Except you know? for your time. And yeah. I mean, but it's having a conversation like hopefully it. with people that are cool. You do know? you edit though? Do and, you edit your podcast? Of course I don't. You just put it out or do you hire someone? Yeah. I, no, I just put it out. You don't edit it. I mean, it. I edit it. I edit it. You edit um, up like holes, like if there's big yeah, like if there's if there's like a some or no, not at all. If so, if there's like something that like, hey, can you take that part out when I said this thing? I'll go do that, you know. But other than that, like I'll just get rid of the dirt, like the the weird air in the front and the back, mm. and then you know, and just drop it because my show started. My show started live on Instagram. Oh, okay. Like that's where I started okay. my show. So like what we did and said, even the the seven minutes it would take for somebody to connect through Instagram live, that was on the show. Like so, if you go back and you just you'll just oh. see like the random with me randomly talking. I guess they're coming. I, I think he's trying to get in. Can you guys see him? Oh. I can't see him. You know. Like that's how it started. So like oh, that's funny. for me to like to now like have clean it up really well. Clean to be cleaner than it was is I'm I'm happy with it. And the people that are on the show don't seem to mind it at all. Mm. Um I don't think like, you know, somebody I don't think like the people I've had on the show go like, he didn't edit this much, did he? Yeah. You, know, like <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um but uh, we oh, so tighten sec- ours up hard. There's a girl I interviewed for a woman. See, I get yelled at for calling women girls on accident. Um, there's a woman that. I interviewed for my other podcast, and we I'm actually gonna keep this long, by the way, but we talked for two hours and on why is everyone mm-hmm. yelling? My those episodes are like 40 minutes. So we literally took an hour and ten minutes out of the episode. Oh my gosh. Um, but so other question. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Well, this is a request for for the oh, people yeah, yeah. Go that for are it. listen that are that are hopefully still very tuned in. Mm-hmm. Um could I would love to? I think you would like this as well, Lindsay. I'd love to if you listen to this this whole conversation. I would really love feedback, like yeah. if something that we said or talked about like actually helped and resonated, and maybe not. Maybe you don't want to hear about it every time, <laughs> but like if something like actually like helped and resonated, or maybe helped with some perspective on something. Like feedback is cool because a lot of times we do get a lot of like a lot of the negative, like little feedback that's like, it could be better if you did this, this, and this. Like, you do know, you get that though? Like, I feel like you don't get that. I feel like everybody loves don't, you. Like, don't listen, don't listen, explain. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but no, I don't get that. But, but I think that I think it's also because I think no, people I'm can perfect. sense that I think, no, I think people can sense that I'm not like 
doing that for that, doing it for that. Sure. You know, so I don't present myself as a shoe reviewer. I don't really present myself as like a podcaster for real. Like I'm just like doing these things uh, willy nilly, like, you know, so people just go, oh, he's just willy nilly. Oh, you know? that's it. Well, um, well that's the thing yeah. though, Tommy. I, I like, we all started off willy nilly, right though? Like we all started off yeah. that way. So- I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm not a quitter. I'm staying willy nilly. Sometimes I feel like I lost listeners along the way be- because of the willy nilliness or because I didn't educate myself enough or know enough about the sport. And I was thinking, I, I don't know why I was thinking about this yesterday. And I was like, I just want to give my like five year oh. ago self a big hug because like, dude, I had four kids in six years. Like I was drowning and I was still pumping out these episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, have a little grace for that young. Yeah, for sure. Young 30s Lindsay that was, you know, had babies left and right. Kicking butt, like kicking butt too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, and yeah, I don't want to get back into that. So like in the, <laughs> on the content side, you know, if I could, like, I really wouldn't. You know, I don't necessarily want to play the game of like of followers and listeners and stuff like that. I know that it's there's algorithms and, and calculators that people do on how much money you're gonna get paid for this and that and how many brands want to talk to you and all that. Like I get that. Like and but I don't want to do that. And I want to. I, that's why I approach things more like from the I want to create a something for with someone because yeah the value isn't necessarily like my the 15,000 followers or the 200,000 followers. It's the, oh, this idea works for the brand. It's a valuable idea. It's a valuable thing. It's a valuable concept. And this person that came up with it is also valuable. So we're going to work together. Mm. More like business as opposed to like, uh, you know, brands are weird with these numbers. They'll tell you that you're, that you're worth like this number. I know. And I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, do you want though – Last question. We really will wrap up. Okay. I am going to make you answer into pod though. Um, mm. Do you want to quit your day job though? Like, do, would you like for this to be your full time job? Um, it will take. It will be a while yeah. before that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> so just let everybody know, I'm not over here rich from from reels and yeah. all this stuff. Um, it would be. Gr- it would be nice. It would be nice to wake up every day knowing that what I do. I care about not only because it's fun and it's cool, but it the way I'm doing it helps people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. If I could do that for a living, yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, it's probably a long way from that, you know, just because of the way things work, you know, bills and such. Um, but that would be cool. I'm not <laughs> actively pursuing such. that. I'm not like pursuing that at the moment, I don't think really, but I'm just taking these opportunities as they come, you know. And having some fun with it and trying to do right by the people that follow me. All right. What's here's your end of pod. I don't even know if we did these last time, but it's been over a year, so your answers could mm-hmm. be different. I don't even remember them. Yeah, that's good. Now you're selling yourself out that you don't listen to my podcast because the people that <laughs> listen to the podcast know the end of the podcast questions. So. I don't listen to podcasts much, Lindsay. Like I don't listen Theo to Von, Theo Von caught me because he was like going viral. Like I'm like, who's this guy? You know? And I watch the videos instead because like I like having the thing move around. I don't watch, I don't listen to too many pods. Well, Lindsay, I'm so I'm sorry. It's your fault that I'm obsessed with Theo Von now. Although I haven't listened in a while. Because I don't know a lot of those names. And I'm like Yeah, some I just I haven't listened in a while either. Like I'll tap in when like when like he has somebody on that's like 
Like, oh, I want to talk. I want to hear them, you know? Yeah. Okay. What is something professionally or personally you haven't done yet that you want to do? Uh, personally, professionally, personally, I'd like to go. I want to go to Africa. Okay. Um, where? In I don't Africa? know where in Africa. Africa is a big. I was place. like, that's a very broad. I don't, place. I don't know actually. I don't know actually. Um, Kenya sounds like too much of like a. It just sounds like oh, you want to go to Kenya so you can meet Kipchoge. Um, that would be cool. But I do want to go to. I'll do some research and I'll get back to you on the city. But I absolutely want to go to one of the bigger cities in India. Oh, okay. What is the best most recent book you've read? Best most recent book I read. Oh, I should have listened to your podcast. Um, <laughs> um, I think it is going to have to be the most recent one, probably The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. I read, I've re listened to that, that many yeah. times. Yeah. I'm, right now, I'm listening to 48 Laws of Power oddly. Hmm. I don't know what that is. No, it's good. Have you read Man's Search for Meaning? No, sounds too deep. No, it's is it good? No, not if you like it. Yeah, it's deep, but like if you like the alchemist, I feel like the alchemist. It's, okay, okay, it's a Man long. For it's up that out. Al- it's really good. It's short Man's. too. It's Victor Frankel. It's like a, it's a short read. I'm, oh, I've heard his name a lot lately too. For some reason, I'm probably gonna reread that one. And I don't reread books because there's so. M- I'm like a very obsessive reader, and there's so many I want to yeah. read. I don't like to reread. Yeah. Um, but that's a the really obstacle- good one. The obstacle is the way is really good too. The obstacle is the way. Mm-hmm. Very good. Is that? That's by spiritual self help. No, no, it's about like literally, yeah, self help. It's like the, I think it's like it's a stoic okay. thing. Like it's the guy Ryan uh, Holiday. The, Ryan Holiday, yeah. It's like the 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 impediment to the something becomes fuel for you know. That, okay. You know. I was at the bookstore the other day. I'm like a person on crack when I'm in a bookstore. Like I want everything. Mm -hmm. And I saw a bunch of his books and they're so pretty. And I almost bought one, but I didn't. You should. I Well, I think I'm going to check some out of the library first. I I can get myself into a lot of trouble at a bookstore. What are you listening to right now? Uh, Other than you talking? Mm -hmm. Like music. Um, Music wise, uh, kind of I'm all over the place right now. I listen to a lot of Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm listening. I'm always listening to him somehow. Okay. Any other podcasts other than Theo Vaughn? No. Um, I got into a uh, recently. I got into a um, Seth Godin kick for a bit. Oh, which was odd for yeah. I like that because he talks about creativity yeah, in a does. way that I like. Yeah. 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 Um, what about like shows? Like, are you watching anything? Well, I just finished. I did tell Ted Lasso a little bit ago. I'm definitely. I just finished watching F1. The drive oh, to survive. I keep ta- hearing people talk about this. Yeah, I just finished watching that. Um, I'm halfway through um, Killers of the Flower Moon, but it's triggering for. Oh, it's pretty triggering. Oh, um, it's good though, but it's like, jeez, oh, I can't watch white people back then. Stuff crazy. like that at yeah bedtime. I don't think if it's deep. Yeah, I did watch it right before bedtime too, and it's three hour movie, so it's like mm. yeah, we gotta pause this one. What is your Last message to leave with the audience from TVs to deep messages. Um, so deep, deep messages, just straight up, like you're, you're, you're not alone. Um, and the moments when we feel like we're alone is when we should probably share the most. Mm. Um, because you'll find out quickly that you are not alone. Um, I think that's probably why I still make content and the way why I share the way I share because someone many people have reminded me that it's not just me you know 
Um, so I, just, I guess I'll leave it there. You're not alone because that's a big, there's so many people in this world and I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on social media and phones and stuff like that, but it's so many people that feel like they're alone when they're surrounded by so many people, you know? Tommy runs two hours, 10 minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> yes, we did. Thank it. you, Tommy. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Tommy, for sharing your story. Again, you can follow Tommy on Instagram. He's Tommy underscore runs over there. You can find me. I'm Lindsay Hine 626. All the show notes will be at sandyboyproductions.com. Check Tommy and I out on the Relay podcast. We're having so much fun over there with our co-host, Marcus Brown, Matt Chittam, Peter Bromka, Mike Coe, Steph Flippin, Laura Thweet. It's a great crew over there. Uh, thanks for being here. Check out lagoonsleep.com slash Lindsay. Get 15% off your pillows when you use the code Lindsay. And of course, check out you can youcan.co slash another use the code another for 15% off or just go to that direct link youcan.co slash another to get your free edge energy gel starter pack all right friends thanks for being here and uh, we'll see you next week or we'll see you in a couple days on all have another